The following podcast is brought to you by No Cell Entertainment. It's 2020. Agent Orange is fucking up our country. Coronavirus is scaring the living bejesus out of all of us. And along comes a little bitch with the morals of Charles Manson's ball washer. Living on reds, vitamin C, and yak urine. And here he is to give us his creation. It's simple. It's called All Gravy Wrestling. Little were we to know what was ahead of us in these upcoming weeks as we stood on the precipice, uncertain of where we were all going. So, Mr. Jeff Mack, from all the way in Japan, I believe that's like two hours away from here, right? Absolutely. Uh, A hop, skip, and a jump. And he did his uh, draft analyst, and he uh, he uh, Mel Kiper S. Skip Bayless esque mock draft. He uh or post draft post draft <laughs> review. He reviewed it Benji. all. <laughs> he <laughs> Big John Stud. Yeah. He, uh, he reviewed our uh, drafts and he ranked us. He gave us our our letter grade, and I will say uh. And he broke down each singles tag team and women's division, how we all did, and that's how it came up to be a uh, our grade. So I'll break down the grades. Uh, Corey, you got an A. Uh huh. Yeah, of course. I feel like you know uh, there's some uh, family relations there. So oh, I don't bullshit. know. Vince McMahon could have read maybe. that. I'm just saying. Seems there uh, Houston Astros. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Where's that trash can at, you know? <laughs> then, uh... Not my fault. I'm better than you guys. Calm down. Calm down. The, uh... He gave my draft an A-. minus. You know, I feel like I should have been an A++, but... It, it was charitable. That was charitable. He gave he you gave... the old friend discount. <laughs> the friend discount, yeah. I'm stuck in the friend zone with him, so he gave me an A-. minus. He gave, uh... Mr. Booble, Mr. Mike, a B. Well, he be wrong about that. Oh, shit. And then, young Devin. He got a C minus. <laughs> and I think that's fair. Woo. We'll see about that. So, uh... No, no, you didn't use minus, so you failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... I told the guys to read this because I read it the night I, the producer posted it on nocellentertainment.com last night. Oh, I and, very much enjoyed it. And I told the guys to uh, watch it, be, uh, read it, because uh, I read it the night before, and I went, holy hell, that's some bullshit. But, you know, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't see what you guys are complaining about. I agree with everything written. Uh, I, I will <laughs> say he's a little a little stiff on Devin, but, uh, you, you know. You texted me, did, did Devin owe him money? <laughs> so uh, I did notice some stiffness there. There was a little stiff, yeah. So uh, First time in Jeff's life. Ooh, whoa. Ooh, hey, hey, easy. What did he ever do to you? Put me third place. He's lucky he's in Japan. Sir, sir you picked Toro Yanu in like the... God's diner in the top like five. Yeah, you picked Yanu in the fourth round. Uh, he picked Scott Steiner second. I have it written down. 
in my notes here. He Sorry, I was speaking the truth about Oscar last night. It's my my apologies. <laughs> yeah, you were out to lunch on that that take, but but that's all right. I mean, it's yeah, I'll I'll be right on the hill alone. That's fine. All right, you you will be on that hill alone because no one else has that opinion. <laughs> Everybody else is wrong, but that's fine. So, uh, C minus, do you have anything to say? Well, I do, Joe. Just, I don't have anything to say because I care that much. I just have something to say because I don't like being put on blast without being that able sounds, to speak that for myself. That ingenuous. Yeah, right? Well, the, fact I, that you, I, the fact that you stress that you don't care means you care greatly. Uh, so, well, I don't... You know this term, sticks and stones may break my bones. Put with I've not heard it. You'll never hurt me. Oh, I don't, I've never heard it either. Anyway... Um, so I just wanted, I just saw some things in here that were just kind of odd to me and just didn't make the most sense. Um, so the first actual line says, I have always had a love for sports drafts. Perfect. That means you get how drafts work. That means, you know, you're going for young talent to upstart your franchise dynasty, whatever the fuck you're trying to do, build your team. However, this came from a scratch from the ground floor. Basically, there was no teams. There is no thing. You just have a whole bunch of people to pick from, and there you go. You don't have seven picks, five picks, ten picks, whatever the picks may be. So that's fine. But you get how sports drafts work, so that's great. I'm glad that we're on the same page there. You even said that you stayed up till the fifth round of the NFL draft, so that's pretty diehard. So you should be very understanding of drafts. That's good. Uh, But where it starts to get a little Skip bayless to me here is when we get to so while listening to the No Cell podcast this past week, when I heard we were doing a pro draft, I was ecstatic. My friends, and then in parentheses, and Devin, which is fine. We've only met once. I get it. But right there, sounds biased. 100% Skip Bayless, biased as fuck. That's fine. But I just wanted to point that out. Then we get down here and we you know we read a couple observations, blah, blah, blah. For the most part, the draft went as expected. The top guys picked the best teams. The guy who likes to troll, which apparently is Booble. Uh, and then obviously I'm the weak link. So another bias that makes sense. And then we also go to also, if you are in the late rounds of the draft, you don't need a 45 second soliloquy, which congratulations, Mr. English major. I'm, I'm proud. You know, your adjectives. Um, there you go. I guess that's another, uh, it's another bias shot. That's fine. I don't really give a shit. Um, but we scroll the whole on. But okay. we scroll down to the actual uh, thing here. I believe I made my name in the draft, and I believe I've been called the gravy janitor. But for some reason, it's little bitches here. But oh. I don't know how that. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> little bitch, I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's weird. Um, uh, so anyway, let's go down. <clears throat> so first of all, this is a fantasy draft, Mister Dildo back. But if you want to make it Mel Kuyper-esque and we can break this down, we can break it down. So let's break it down, just like DX said. Uh, using the first pick, uh, or third overall pick, my dad, my first pick, on page is great. I have, a, I have been a big fan of Hangman for a few years and think he's one of the brightest stars in the future. Walter Omega, Murphy, Moxley, Dijakovic, and I'm assuming this is Isaiah Swerve Scott, I didn't see another Scott on there, are all fantastic picks. There were even great value in strong Gable, Abushi, uh, getting Abushi late, getting Abushi in the last round is an absolute steal. Baffling. I, 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 that was just a throw in the dark. I just wanted a New Japan guy on there. Uh, but thanks. Uh, I will give that. I will take that. 
also, then we get into, but there are also some decisions here which are baffling. And I know even Joe, I think this baffled you too, that I picked Kevin Owens so so fast. Well, it did. It did. However, one, I fucking love Kevin Owens. Two, this is a fantasy draft. So I'm drafting in my mind what promotion I want to build. And I want Kevin Owens front and fucking center. Two, two I, or three, I think he had the greatest universal title run of the belt. I mean, Brock was longer, but what? He was there for four pay-per-views. He had like four defenses. Kevin Owens had the greatest storyline of 2016 with Jericho. I think he should have, him and Jericho together, one of them should have won at least the Slammy, if they did Slammy back then, for at least the WWE wrestler of the year. That was the best storyline I can think of in the last ten, five years. Uh, he's also a top five promo in the company. I don't, in the WWE, not in the entire world or in any other. I think he's a top five promo. Me thinks he's a top five promo. I would want him on my mic. I think he can do so many different things. I think there's a lot of people that he can work with. He can work big, small, whatever. So to me, I thought it was a good pick. Also, there's people, if you, Mr. Sports fan, Mr. I love drafts, if you think about drafts in the future, where there's been what? You think of Ezekiel Elliott. Nobody thought he would that the Cowboys needed to pick him fourth overall. Nobody thought that Jerry Jones was reaching too much to get him. And what happened? He is one of the top three running backs in the NFL. You think of Kristaps Porzingis, drafted fourth overall. Everyone told the Knicks, no, 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 don't draft him, don't draft him. What? He was, what, a perennial all-star? My bad. He's one of the best big men in the league. Eh, that's weird. All right, moving on. Next, we have uh, – what was next? What do you say? Oh, Cesaro. Cesaro, uh, yeah, I can kind of get that. It was a reach. Yeah, but – me thinking about it, he's one of the strongest guys. He probably is the strongest guy in wrestling. Strongest guy, hands down. I mean, there's people out there who are bigger, probably can lift more. But for his size and for what he can do, he is the strongest person I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. He is – I don't know how many times we've all put Cesaro over as a good wrestler. He's an insane worker. He can work with Rey Mysterio to Braun Strowman to big shit to anybody. He can work day in, day out. He's always on the road. He's – Smart as shit. He knows exactly what he's doing. I want him on my team. Now, that could have been a reach as well, going up. And you even said Cesaro is, is a great hand, but you can pick him up in a few rounds later and fix your other divisions. True. But what if, for example, sports fan, if Andy Reid didn't go pick up Patrick Mahomes and trade up to get Patrick Mahomes because he saw something in Patrick Mahomes that he wanted that fit his team, and he's like, I need to go up and I will risk stuff. I'm not going to risk him not being there. That's how I felt about Cesaro as a worker. I wanted him on my roster. That's just how I feel. Uh, next, you say the Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that's a fucking joke. Obviously, that was a troll. However, you say uh, it's more likely Dream has a, more of a court in his future than a wrestling ring. However, he slipped the dick pick out to a teen, and he had an NXT championship match last week. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, next up, you say that uh, I made a huge speech to Mike about taking Ciampa because of the injury concerns, and then I picked Samoa Joe. I can see, yeah, that sounds – Samoa Joe has been hurt a lot. What I was saying to Mike is Tommaso Ciampa has an edge, Sheamus, Page, Daniel Bryan S, unreversible neck surgery injury that is going – he's not going to make it to where he could. He's not going to wrestle as long as he could. Because of that. he's on limited time. That's all I was saying. I wouldn't draft him because I think about the future. When I do mock drafts on Madden and 2K, whatever, 
I always draft young and I draft people who I feel can work and can fit on my team or roster, whatever you're doing. You also then say after that, a performer that though I am a huge fan of, Samoa Joe we're speaking of, seems to spend more time on the shelf or commentary than he does in the ring. So by picking Joe, I get someone, even if he does have injury concerns, you get someone who's been in the business forever, can work a main title, regular title, pre-show, and even if he is hurt and I can't use him and he's hurt all the time, I can fucking stick him on commentary. You said it yourself. I can put him on commentary. The Swiss Army knife. You got to have a backup plan. So you can use Joe. Joe, is, Joe can be used for more than one thing. Lastly, I, I didn't – the women's division, yeah, I mean, I kind of got dicked there. That was my fault because I didn't think about it and I didn't prepare. That's a lack of preparation. That's on me. That's fine. I get that. I didn't take that seriously, and I got kind of the shit end of the stick. But you then go on. Talking about this tag team division, and they say they're a very solid tag team that puts on good matches. You're talking about Brizongo. I'm, I wasn't going to split them up. I don't even remember saying that, but I'm not going to split them up. Um, your singles roster is, while lacking in comparison to the other three, is perfectly fine. On top of that, you would end up hurting my tag team division. So one thing I wanted to make very clear about this draft and why I drafted the people I did in the order I did is because, or not really in the order I did, but the people I drafted, where I drafted them, because I, no matter what I'm playing, like I said, Madden, 2K, anything like that, or even if I was a general manager of a company like the 49ers or a football franchise or wrestling, anything, I would pick people who are young, because I'm not, I mean, Chris Jericho's great, but how long am I going to get Chris Jericho? He's great for what, the next two years, and then his back explodes, or his goose is a gray goose stomach explodes and then i can't do anything with them and i'm screwed that's one of my biggest stars so i wanted all my big people the people i drafted singly to be young and so in liberty what i did is i took the top 10 people that we each drafted that Corey drafted booble drafted i drafted and joe drafted singles competitors we drafted the first 10 and i wrote all their ages down and i got the exact age median or whatever the shit is i don't i did i failed algebra but whatever the that is the median is it the median booble help me out your wife's the tutor you for the average age yeah, average got sure. it beautiful let's do that um cory is unfucking beatable so he he got the lowest age 32.2 i even left the decimal but then here i come 34.4 Google 37 and Joe 35.4. And I, I mean, even on my roster, I went down and I looked at every single person I drafted singly, and I only have two people on my entire roster that are over the age of 40. Corey, what is the prime for prime age for a wrestler? Uh, the late 30s. I have 28, 36, 32, 36, 32, 31, 39, 34, 34. 40, 33, 24, 29, 41, 32, 36, 34, 35, 39, 37. All so in the got prime. A, you've got a lot and in a the lot prime. Of, and and like a couple a lot of young to, starts. And, but I, yeah. These people I can use for what, Corey? Five, ten years <clears throat> before they're washed and I can't really use them anymore? That gives yeah. me time. That's time, to, that's time to get more talent. It's time to bring new talent in. And when those people are old, and they, I, then now I have them to mentor my – and they've been in my promotion, so they know. So all I wanted to say was that I didn't draft stupidly. Maybe the women's division I didn't give enough credit to, but I looked at people's ages. I looked at where they would fit in my promotion. Also, I'm not a big fan of 
even mock drafts, pre-drafts, articles and stuff. I don't even read them or really look at them. I might look at mock, mock drafts if I'm bored, but I don't like it because it's all people's perception. You can't, you can't ever look at, you can't look at Tua Tagovailoa this year and be like, he's going to be a starter. He is, uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You can say that all you want. He can be a projected Hall of Famer, but he's not yet. So you can't really judge someone's roster until they've been either, in our case, booked, and there's been time to see what they actually did with the roster, in my opinion. That's all. And Vince McMahon basically had to give the company over to Tony Khan. Because there was nothing that they could, there's no money they could have paid for what they did, right? There's nothing they could have done. So they had to, so Vince basically gave him the company and just said, here, just take the company. He had his money and went off, right? Well, Tony Khan was so mentally scarred from what happened. Like he just, he just was, he would get like all these, you know, emotional tracks. He was on CNN talking about it, all this stuff. He couldn't, he was getting all these emotional feelings every time he went into a wrestling venue because of what happened. So he put it up for sale. And I happened to hit the lottery. Oh, Jesus. And so I bought a wrestling promotion with the rights to, with the rights to all of AEW and, a- and WWE's stuff. God damn so now here we go. January 31st, 2022, to Sunday. We're at the Little Caesars arena, Pizza Jesus Arena in Detroit, Christ. Michigan. Of course you are. We have 19,256 on hand. But did I forget to mention... I did forget to mention the biggest, Your name? the biggest part. No. Oh. The biggest issue with what happened is I can't get you on USA or anything like that. No one wants wrestling anymore. So now the only place I can find a home is Pornhub Live. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I present to you all gravy wrestling. AGW. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> We have four pay-per-views a year, and we have rights to WWE. So we have, in January, the Royal Cumble, which is what you're going to view today. Jesus but Christ. there is no such thing as a Royal Cumble match anymore. We do not have that anymore. We, we booted the Rumble. It's too much work. Then in April, we have Gravy Mania, the biggest show of the year. <laughs> August, we have com- August, we have Cummer Slam, the biggest <laughs> showcase of the summer. And in November, we have Survivor Siemens. So it's going to be a great time. God damn it. Anyway, kicking off the Royal Cumble. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please tell me you're bringing back the pay-per-view fully loaded. Oh, <laughs> and in your house. Fully loaded in your house. So we're going to be gravy and all over your living room. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Yeah. So, AEGW presents the Royal Cumble live from Detroit, Michigan in the Little Caesars Arena. Uh, I don't have commentary, I guess, because none of us drafted commentary. I guess I could put Samoa Joe by himself. Uh, who else did not make the card? All right, would you rather have Samoa Joe and Dolph Ziggler or Samoa Joe and Velveteen Dream on commentary? Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we have Samoa Joe and Dolph Ziggler on commentary. Uh, <laughs> Christ. Pre, we have a pre-show match. Uh, I had See, I value my pre-show. It's like AEW's, what is it, the buy-in? It's actually oh, yeah. decent shit. So we have Chad Gable and Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Just need an interpromotional tag to get the building buzzing. God, then, God damn it. The pre-show match is going to get four stars. And then, <laughs> exactly, we keep the pre-show jumping. We have, we kick off, we have to kick off the show with the queen. Woo! Miss Rebel Kel 
versus Tessa Blanchard. Jesus. Versus fuck. Bianca Belair in a triple threat interpromotional for the new AGW Women's Championship. We have a Rebel Kel win, but not by herself. Oh, no, no. She has a, we have a run-in from the Iconics who caused a heel win, Rebel with the roll-up, with a distracted uh, Bianca's been tossed. Tessa gets rolled up, ref's distracted, sees the roll-up, feet on the ropes. Boom, got a champ. When you say she's been tossed. Like her salad. Okay. Um, (laughs) She's been out. She's outside. She's hurt. She's not coming back in. Her ref spot's taking too long. So we got to roll up, feet on the ropes. Iconics come in. We get a stare down between them and Rebel. Like, what the fuck just happened? Boom, they raise Rebel's hands. We have now a faction in the women's division, the Rebellion. Boom! I said it. All right, next match. Uh, you see what I did there? Next, yeah. we're going to keep this jumping with a hoss fight. A hoss fight I would like to see. With Dominic Dijakovic going one-on-one with Kevin Owens. There you go. I got KO winning that. Uh, then we move on to the tag team title match of the Grizzled Young Veterans versus the War Raiders. Got to give it to the young guy. I'm giving it to the Grizzled Young Vets. They're taking the win, cutting the heel promo after the match, after they beat down the War Raiders some more, because I need all the heat so I can make the War Raiders ultimate baby faces when they end up winning. Probably not till Cumber, probably not till Cumber Slam. I'm going to think I'm going to cape them off even Gravy Mania. They're not going to get it, but I'll give it to them in the summer. Cumber Slam, I think, should be a good time. But we'll see. Injuries, shit happens. You don't know. What month uh, is back that ass? <laughs> Next up, we have a match that don't I just put it together because it sounds good. Kota Ibushi versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Cody um, or Corey, tell me, is that a good match? Yes, it's been an excellent match know. before. Okay, it it's been a match again. before. Thanks. It would I be awesome. Know. All right, so boom, we have that right in the middle of the card, coming off of a tag team title match. Another banger singles match, but it's not going to stop there because uh, this is my one gimmick match of the night. It's Falls Count Anywhere. Okay. We're going all over the Little Caesars Arena. We're going into the pizza carts. Crazy Bread's flying. Marinara sauce everywhere. It's Samoa Joe versus the purveyor of violence himself, John Moxley. Wait, Samoa Joe came off commentary? Yeah, he came off commentary. Dolph Sandler by himself. Did I not write that down? Oh, my. Oh, I have her. Yeah. John Moxley wins as Samoa Joe comes off commentary as Moxley comes out with an open challenge. Dolph hitting those uh, stand-up lines while buttery garlic is dripping everywhere off Moxley. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's actually a uh, trash can hidden under the desk, and he comes out, and he's wearing uh, a Mick Foley uh, Wanted Dead or Alive shirt. With jeans, with knee pads over them, because this is false count anyway. Uh, next is a fatal four-way number one contender match for the AGW World Heavyweight Championship. As it is Big E Langston, or Big E, whatever you want to call him, versus Apollo Crews, versus Johnny Gargano, versus Kenny Omega. With Big E hitting the big ending on Kenny. Kenny then tries to shake Big E's hand. But it is slapped away. Big E says, oh, no, no, no. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And he leaves. Kenny stands there puzzled. And then Hangman comes out to help him. 
Kenny brushes him off. Now Kenny and Hangman are beefing. And Hangman's standing there like, bro, what the fuck? I was just coming out to help you. And then we cut to commercial. We go to a backstage vignette of uh, Dolph Ziggler showing it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, next up, it's Roderick Strong versus Buddy Murphy for the AGW TV title. See, Corey, I went TV title, too. I don't want to do, like, US, U.S. I couldn't even think. What else could there be? There's, like, an intercontinental, what, international title? What else could you say besides TV I, and, like, no, U.S.? I, first of all, I love a good television title. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got uh, Roderick Strong versus Buddy Murphy for the AGW TV title. I think those are going to be my solid – those seem like solid mid-carders for me for the mid-card title. And then – uh, the main event, Hangman Adam Page versus Walter with uh, Kenny Omega with the run-in turning heel on Hangman and uh, cost him the match, therefore setting up Big E versus Walter. Walter. It looks like he's been in some German snuff films. Fits well into your <laughs> That's company. a Haas fight, Haas fight I want to see right now. Who's going to – can you imagine those big-ass pecs taking those chops? Oh. Uh. Good God. Can they can his hand get lost in Big E's pecs? Is that possible? <laughs> uh, we were at the KFC Yum Arena in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we had your eight man ta- or your eight man TV title tournament announcement with uh, KO and Cesaro winning both of those respectively, moving on to the fatal four way, which will be next week against uh, my other rival promotion, to be determined. Um, we had Big E uh, face Kenny Omega in your main event. Uh, which led to a hangman fire truck run in and a lot of cum sprayage with the first splooge match challenge being administered at the end of the show. Um, we also had Tessa and Bianca versus Peyton Royce and Billy Kay um, with Tessa getting the win and the stare down from that. Um, and I think that's pretty much all we need to know moving into tonight where we are live for week two. Uh, we are live on Pornhub premium live. I just want to throw that out there. Make sure everyone knows. We are at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, with uh, 13,165, so we're down about 600 from last week. But I think it's a smaller venue, so we'll go with that. Uh, We have Sam Wajo and Dolph Ziggler on commentary again. Uh, We look back at what happened last week as Hangman Adam, with with what happened at the end of the show with Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Uh, Graphics show their Gravy Mania match, as Joe says they're... This will be the most cumtastic match in AGW history. Him and Dolph the Pub, the greatest coming match of all time. <laughs> um, him and Dolph Pub, the two qualifying matches for later tonight. As we look at the bracket that shows KO and Cesaro moving on. Also announced earlier today on AGW Twitters, oh. uh, we have the world champion Walter making his in-ring action on Monday Night Raw. Well, he will t- team up with Kenny Omega. To face Big E and Hangman Adam Page. The idea that Walter, <laughs> the ring general, would be on <laughs> The greatest chopper of all time. Uh, we kick off the night with your first qualifying yeah, match. We go it. straight into a match of John Moxley versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Moxley and Shin go back and forth. Shin goes for the Kinshasa, but Mox counters into a paradigm shift for the win. After the match, Samoa Joe rushes co- off commentary and attacks Mox from behind due to their Falls Count Anywhere match back at the Royal Cumble. Uh, he's looking for his revenge. He seeks that retribution. They spill out into the crowd as they begin brawling amongst fans. 
Uh, Moxley gets the upper hand as he pulls out a can of Axe body spray from his pants. Joe is blinded by the spray and is reaching out to grab something to use as a weapon, accidentally grabbing a newborn from a mother in the crowd and throws it like a javelin at Mox. <laughs> Mox is busted open at the hands of the baby as crowd chants one more time. Joe swirls the baby overhead like a lasso and throws a 95-mile-an-hour heater at Mox as Mox ducks, sending the baby flying into the 100 section. Mox stumbles to the back with blood in his eye as Joe gives chase. Ziggler says we're trying to get a crew back there as we go to commercial. We're back from commercial, and Joe is in the back looking for Mox. He hears screaming coming from the locker room, so he kicks down the door trying to find him. However, Mox is not in there. Instead, he finds a butt-naked Kenny Omega violently masturbating over a target of Hangman Page on the table in front of him. Joe looks in utter shock as Kenny screams, Take my load, Hangman. Take it. Gravy mania is my time to shine. Joe runs out of the room in disgust as we see Mox driving out of the arena on a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> segment three we go to the ring where we have the war raiders versus heavy machinery oh my god the, <laughs> the war raiders win with the viking viking experience on tucky after the match the teams stare down but ultimately shake hands in good faith ivar and otis look as each at each other as the crowd chants caterpillar ivar and otis then have a caterpillar off before they are attacked behind by the grizzled young vets with chairs the vets beat both teams down with chairs and grab the mic, saying they run the tag team division. And the cat and these are just caterpillars, and they will never be beautiful butterflies like them. Stuck in the cocoon. Uh, we go to commercial, and we come back with Tessa Blanchard versus Tegan Knox. Uh, Tegan comes out first. Uh, as she's waiting in the ring, Tessa's music hits, and we she begins her entrance. But suddenly, the music cuts. And we see the graphic of her name still on the Titantron. Then Rebel Kell appears on the screen, and she tells Tessa she did her a favor. She wants the world to know the true Tessa, so she had the truck change her entrance music. Suddenly we hear, hey, Dolphy, you you love when I have that low mane and my asshole burns, don't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Dolphy, want to smell my stinky dump? (laughs) You like it when it's wet like that, huh? Tessa screams and runs to the back looking for Rebel as Dolph is screaming on commentary for them to cut the music. Tessa finds Rebel as she takes off in a dead sprint after her. However, the Rebellion pull up in the rental car, and Tessa jumps through the window as they escape the arena before Tessa can get to her. Next up, we have your second qualifying match of Apollo Crews versus Isaiah Swerve Scott for the final spot in the Fatal Four. They go close to 20 minutes. Crowd chances is awesome. Swerve's house. Swerve hits the finisher and advances to the finals. After the match, Kevin Owens comes out to congratulate Swerve. He tells him that the uh, he wishes him best of luck in the Fatal 4-Way next week because it's going to take an army to stop him. Then out comes General Manager Ron Jeremy. Uh, he says that he's made two new free agent signings to AGW. He says that he heard uh, KO's comments about draft analysts last week. The wrestling newsletters and observers have were saying it was the best promo they've heard in decades. Uh, so he made a few calls, and tonight KO has the chance to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Because he's going to go one-on-one with the newest AGW signee, El Jefe the Sensei. (laughs) (laughs) KO explodes into laughter as the Sensei makes his way to the ring in a Michael Jordan singlet and luchador mask. (laughs) The bell rings and KO hits an instant pop-up powerbomb for the three. Match lasts four seconds. Gotta have one second for the rush. 
Uh, he goes outside and grabs a kendo stick and a mic. He begins hitting El Jefe with the, with the stick, saying, does this feel like a C-? minus?" El Jefe screams he's sorry, and he respects K.O. now. K.O. pulls down his trunks and says, see these... K.O. pulls down his own trunks, not, not El Jefe's, and says, see these big hairy fuckers? They'll be waiting for your mouth at Gravy Mania. El Jefe begs him to stop, but K.O. puts his hand out and says, all right, I'm done. Helps El Jefe up, but we hit a stunner and go to commercial. Uh, next, we're back, and uh, Dolph is at the table alone because Joe, uh, Joe's still gone after his brawl with Moxley earlier. He says that during the com commercial break, he got confirmation from general manager Ron Jeremy that in two weeks at Gravy Mania, it will be Rebel Kell versus Tessa Blanchard for the AGW Women's Championship inside a gravy cage match. The cage will be completely coated in human gravy, making <laughs> escaping the cage that much harder. <laughs> also announced for Gravy Mania is a triple threat match of, uh, for the um, tag team championships. It'll be the Grizzled Young Vets defending against the War Raiders and Heavy Machinery. Now your main event. Your main event of Walter, Kenny Omega versus Big E and Adam Page. All four get in the ring, but before the match starts, uh, all three get in the ring and start a stare down before the match starts. Kenny looks incensed at the sight of Hangman. They all shove and the bell rings. Uh, they fight back and forth. Uh, eventually, Hangman gets the hot tag and hits a buckshot on Kenny to win the match. Kenny is beside himself with that. He's lost again. He sits in the corner with his head in his hands, visibly upset. Hangman grabs a mic and says Gravy Mania is only two weeks away and he's going to drop the biggest load on Kenny Omega. He says there's no one in the in the company with a bigger load than him. And at Gravy Mania, he will bury Kenny with three, 350 million little cowboys. Hangman goes to leave, but then we hear a guitar strum. The lights go out and a spotlight hits a man sitting on a stool on stage. We hear, hello, I am Elias. Here's my signee. And I just have one question for everyone in here tonight, and that does what does AGW stand for? Walk with Elias. I said what does AGW stand for? Walk with Elias. He smiles and says that he called Chief Gravy Janitor of AGW, Mr. Dalwig, as he as Raw went off the air last week. When he heard the idea of a first splooge match, he knew this was the company for him. He said before he was a professional wrestler, he was right here on Pornhub and Pornhub Live. He holds the record, actually, because he was one of the greatest porn stars to ever live. He holds the record for the highest vertical cum shot of 14 feet 9 inches. Which, I don't know how they measure that, but he didn't say. He says that uh, he can help both of them train uh, if, where it needs to, wherever they need to be trained at to help win this match. Um, he also goes on to pub his, own, his, ne his next porn movie and tells the crowd that to use code Elias in the Pornhub movie store for 20% off his latest film, Stop or My Cock Will Shoot. Hangman says he doesn't care why Elias is here. He says he challenged Kenny to the most personal match he can think of because, Eli or because this is the most personal match of his life. Elias says he's not here to wrestle. He's just here because he's been actually appointed the special guest referee for the first splooge match of Gravy Mania. The crowd pops with chants of, oh, come on, Elias, as Raw goes off the air with ha Elias chuckling and Hangman and Kenny looking around in utter shock. <clears throat> Monday Night Raw, week three. Live on Pornhub Premium Live. Uh, do we all remember what happened last week? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. We are live at the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. 
fourteen thousand. What? Food related. Arenas. Yeah, food related arenas. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I picked up last week. <laughs> fourteen thousand one hundred and ninety nine on hand. This is our Gravy Mania Go Home Show, everyone. Which, I mean, I didn't know I was gonna do it every week, so I thought we we're gonna do it every other week. So it's like technically well, this well, is a well, month after the first, Rumble. First but off, that's fine. First off, sir. I asked for this. Yeah, you asked, I asked for this. this. Don't, so, don't, so don't whatever. Play the Gravy Mania is in fucking end of February, but that doesn't matter. Don't play the victim. Uh, you were like, I could do this every week. Uh, we have Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn on commentary because Dolph tells us that Samoa Joe is not here tonight due to his actions against John Moxley last week, chucking the baby. <laughs> I hope so. Hope that got us. <laughs> they break down the action that is in store for tonight. Uh, we I have the see him do it too. <laughs> uh, indie Joe would. I yeah. Really, blinded by axe spray, just feeling out and just fucking chucking the baby. Um. They break down the action for tonight. We have the Fatal 4-Way uh, match to determine Murphy's challenger for the AEGW TV title at Gravy Mania of Kevin Owens versus Cesaro versus Moxley versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. We have a contract signing for the Gravy Mania co-main of Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page face-to-face, dick-to-dick. I AGW Women's Champion Rebel Kell will be in action in a six-woman tag match of herself and the Rebellion of Billy Kay. In the manager's office with uh, Mr. Uh, here. Yeah, she'll be in the, my office for the remainder of the night. Um, with the Rebellion versus Tegan Knox, Zelina Vega, and Bianca Belair. Uh, your main event of the night, which was announced earlier on a Pornhub Live poll that we put up uh, previous, we asked you, the fans of AGW, uh, who you'd like to see w- face Walter tonight in our main event on Big E's behalf because um, the winner is so if Big E uh, whoever you guys pick for Big E wins then he gets to pick the stipulation for Gravy Mania but if that person then loses Walter gets to pick the stipulation for Gravy Mania like your choices the choices were Dominic Dijakovic Kota Ibushi or Apollo Crews um, I think they went with the black guy because Big E's black so his homie Black Lives Matter Apollo Crews got the win in the poll, so tonight it'll be Walter versus Apollo Crews. Um, before we can get to the first match, a camera cuts to the back, showing the General Lee pulling up to the back of the arena. <laughs> we cut down a long hallway where Moxley <laughs> walks into frame on his phone as the General Lee is in the distance, and we hear their engine rev up. Mox turns to run, but the General Lee comes flying in, launching Moxley 10 feet into the air across the concrete. The General Lee pulls up, and as he screams in agony, Sam Hua Joe exits the driver's seat and crouches down next to Mox. He whispers to him. He says, he tells Mox uh, that if he thinks it was over, we're just getting started, bud. And uh, he challenges Mox to a gravy room brawl at Gravy Mania. And we go to commercial. If Mox can make it there. Uh, we have we come back from commercial with your six-women tag match of Rebel Kell and the Rebellion dominating for the first opening minutes against... Uh, Zelina, Tegan, and Belair. Uh, Belair gets the hot tag, gets the upper hand, stomps Rebel in the corner, hair whips her a couple times. Uh, the Rebellion causes a distraction on the outside, allowing Rebel to roll up Belair. She puts her feet on the ropes to try and cheat, but however, a masked intruder with a large metal bucket jumps the barricade and pushes Rebel's feet off the ropes. Rebel turns around and confronts said masked intruder, but Belair rolls her up, Joe, for the one, two, three. After the match, the Rebellion attacked the mystery person trying to rip the mask off, but Zelina, Tegan, Belair all come to their aid, uh, causing Re- the Rebellion to retreat, but leaving Rebel prone in the ring, still uh, hurting from the beat-up. And that's when you come down. The mask intruder grabs a mic and gets the bucket and gets in the ring. They rip off the mask to reveal that it is indeed 
Tessa Blanchard. <sighs> God damn it. Um, Dolph Pops screaming, that's my girl. As Sammy said, so the rumors are true. <laughs> Tessa says uh, she can't wait to be locked inside that gravy-covered cage where there will be nowhere for uh, Rebel to run. She tells Rebel she's a shitty champion and an even shittier person. So tonight, she has a present for her. She says she made $500 making this earlier for her today as she pours a bucket full of Tessa flatulence all over Jesus Rebel. Christ. The crowd chants shit on my titties as Rebel rolls around in vomits. <laughs> Tessa holds up the shit-covered AGW women's title and throws it on Rebel as we go to commercial. <laughs> backstage, after commercial, we are backstage with Ron Jeremy, general manager, as he's being as we see Moxley being loaded into an ambulance. He asks what he's going to do about the fatal four-way match tonight for the TV title number one contendership. But before he can even speak, the newly signed free agent El Jefe, the sensei, walks up. He says he's looking for retributions on Kevin Owens for the words he said about him two weeks ago and for the redemption from the squash match last week. He says he wasn't stretched and that he stayed up till 5 p.m. watching the NHL draft because I guess he's a fan of sports drafts. Ron Jeremy says, you know what, kid? I'll give you a shot, but you better really wow me. El Jefe says he's got a trick up his sleeve and that tonight everyone's going to know his name. We go, back to the we go back to the ring for the contract signing where Sammy's the moderator. Uh, he calls out Kenny, who comes out to a parade of booze. He gets in the ring and says he can't wait to get his hands and dick on Hangman this Sunday. He says he's been coming nonstop for the last week in preparation. He said he's run dry, so if he were to go right now, all that would come out was a side that said bang. Hangman's music hits and the crowd pops. Hangman comes out uh, to the ring on his John Deere tractor in his Colonel Sanders attire with a pitcher of beer in hand. Chance of cowboy shit rain down. He gets in the ring and says that he's embarrassed, or he's going to embarrass Kenny and make him his bitch. He says he's going to take the biggest cum shot in AGW history, and he will be nothing but a shell of his former self. Hangman grabs the contract, signs it, and throws it back on the table. Kenny acts like he's going to say something, but hits Hangman with the microphone. They brawl, but ultimately Kenny gets the upper hand and puts Hangman through the table with the one-winged angel. He then grabs the contract, looks around, pulls out his nine-incher, and signs it with his own gravy. And we go to commercial. Jesus fuck. <laughs> uh, next, after commercial, we come back and we have your fatal four-way. Uh, El Jefe's music hits, but he does not come out. Suddenly a blur falls and the camera and the feed cuts. We go to commercial. Back from commercial, we God are panning the crowd and only the crowd. God Dom has a very somber it. tone of voice and says, El Jefe was supposed to make a superhero-like <laughs> entrance to the ring. <laughs> However, something has gone terribly wrong, and this is not a part of tonight's entertainment. And we go back to commercial. Jesus Christ. Back from commercial, Dolph says El Jefe has died from fall moments ago, but the show must go on. Sammy claps back with, well, that's what he gets for thinking Jordan's better than LeBron. Dolph, announce, Dolph announces that this will now be a triple threat match, and they, and they, and they just keep on going. Everyone makes their entrance, and the match begins. Everyone goes back and forth uh, towards the end. <laughs> Everyone hits their finishers, but no one gets, can gain a pinfall. Kevin Owen hits the stunner on Cesaro, who flatbacks as Swerve comes in for a clothesline, but KO Ducks hitting the power pop-up powerbomb, slamming Swerve onto Cesaro and pinning them both at the same time for the three, and he will challenge uh, Murphy for the AGW TV title. But he won't be able to rub it in El Jefe's face. How sad is that? Sucks that they didn't use the right clip. <laughs> <laughs> and your main event... 
segment six we're back it's walter versus apollo cruz holy shit oh walter hits uh cruz with vicious chops cruz however fights back getting a few two counts and chants that this is awesome from the crowd walter takes the match back over and is ragdolling cruz around trying to make a statement to biggie walter has cruz easily beat up but he keeps pulling his head up to inflict to inflict more punishment uh suddenly music hits on the titan tron but no graphic just a pink screen no one can figure out what's going on as everyone's looking around <laughs> dolph pops with by god it's aj lee aj lee is here no wait it's the fabulous moolah the fabulous moolah can you smell what ivory is cooking by god sammy lay cool is here lay cool is here but it's mickey james there you go see you guys told me to put her in here so here she is mickey james name appears on the titan tron and she runs out to ringside walter jumps out of the ring and they are face to face she slowly begins to lift up her, lift up her top as walter's face turns red and smiles with excitement chants of you're a milf rain down from the crowd the chants are so loud and the tits are so big that walter doesn't hear the ref's 10 count and is counted out <laughs> your winner by count out apollo cruz Walter loses it as he goes and gets in the ref's face. E grabs a mic and makes his way down the ramp and tells Walter he knows there's one thing a man can't resist, and that's a big old set of tits. And one thing, and one, oh, and lucky for him, he happens to be newly married to the nicest set of them all as Big E and Mickey begin to violently make out at the bottom of the stage. He said he asked Ron Jeremy for a favor, and that was to hire his new wife. And now he gets to pick the stipulation for the Gravy Mania World Title match. I can't believe I'm going to say this. He's, uh, and he's... <laughs> uh, to face the El he's gonna give the, <laughs> He's going to give the people and the network what they want. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, at Gravy Mania, it will be Big E going one-on-one -on -one versus Walter in a strap-on match. <laughs> he, but hold on. He explains what it is. It's basically like the old-school strap match. Holy shit. Oh, I think just went to the very top. All right, hold on. Let me scroll back down here. It's basically like an old school strap match. Holy shit. Okay. Um, but where you're strapped at, like where you're strapped at the wrist and you have to touch all four corners. However, in a strap on match, you're strapped around your cocks. And the only way to win is to hit your cock consecutively on all four top turnbuckles in succession. Raw goes off the air as Big E tells Walter he's already got a foot long advantage. God damn it. Alright guys, here we go. Monday Night Raw Week 5. We are live on Pornhub Premium Live. We are at the Taco Bell Arena in Boise, Idaho. Hell yeah! 13,103 on hand. In Boise. Yeah. I looked up their max. We're only 200 and under max capacity. Um, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. Uh, we look back at uh, the chaos from last week's live sex celebration and what Hangman Page did to Mickey James. Dolph announces major news that AGW general manager Ron Jeremy has been fired for gross negligence. So starting the night after Backsplash, AGW will have a special guest general manager every week. Uh, that week's general manager will be determined by polls on AGW Twitter. Uh, however, the, guest, the special guests will be exclusive porn stars provided by the network. Um, <laughs> Dolph then gives us the rundown for the night as we have Sam Huajo going one-on-one -on -one with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable in tag team action against Heavy Machinery. 
We also have uh, two number one contender matches as Murphy faces John Moxley for the right to face Kevin Owens at Backsplash, as well as your main event of Tessa Blanchard facing Mickey James for the right to face Rebel Kell at Backsplash. Uh, commentary is then interrupted by aerial footage of Cumguard One circling around a mobile home in Bug Tussle, Kentucky. We cut to erotic Matt Hardy and Kevin Owens as we see Matt is operating Cumguard One with a remote. He says this is the address of the Low of Ward. They both sneak up to the house as Matt Hardy locks, uh, knocks loudly on the door. The door flies open as Wardlow is standing there in a do-rag with a black and mild hanging out of his mouth and a wife beater and dicky shorts. <laughs> Matt Hardy says, greetings, Low of Ward. It is I, erotic Matt Hardy and Kevin Owens, as we are here to recover the body of El Jefe the Sensei, and we know you have him. <laughs> Wardlow says, yo, essay, y'all have about five seconds to get the fuck out my face before I fry y'all like some tortillas. KO and Matt look at each other, nod, and KO hits a stunner on Wardlow outside the trailer as Hardy follows it up with a twist of fate. Hardy then holds Wardlow as Owens pulls out his balls and says he's about to give him the El Jefe treatment if he does not tell him where he is. Uh, Wardlow screams he's at the Hershey factory in Pennsylvania. He was ordered to take him there by Nick Cage. They sold his body to uh, Hershey to be packed into fudge uh, to get rid of the body. Uh, he says he's probably long packed by now, but Hardy says not to worry. It's time for a road trip as him and Kevin both super kick Wardlow, get in a car and drive off into the sunset. And we go to commercial. Uh, next, we're back with Samwa Joe versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Samwa is in another foul mood. Um, Swerve starts with some offense, but is quickly shut down. Samwa ragdolls him around and even hits a muscle buster. He gets a chair from under the ring and slides it into the ring. Uh, the ref then grabs the chair and tells him he can't use it. Joe then grabs the chair back from the ref and hits him in the head with an unprotected chair shot. The ref crumbles like a uh, game of Jenga as Joe then turns his attention back to Scott. He hits Scott over and over with the chair. The chair is almost bent in half as the ref and security uh, from the back storm to take control over Joe. They get Joe out of the ring, but as he goes, he goes over to the timekeeper, grabs a mic. He says he's going to... Um, he says he's just getting started and he's going to fuck up anyone who gets in his way. He says if the sweetest fish pussy bitch Cesaro has any form of a sack, he'll fight him in back at Backsplash in an unsanctioned gravy death match. He tells the crowd to sh uh, shove the booze up their ass as he walks to the back and flips them off. And we go back to commercial. Back to from commercial, we have Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable versus Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery come to the ring. Um... As Otis is carrying a 20-pound honey-smoked ham like a baby, Johnny and Chad are out next as they are coming out to Chris Benoit's music, and Johnny's pulling the lap bar machine in the red wagon. The match starts with uh, Johnny and Otis. They go back and forth as Otis and Tucky are, uh, tag back and forth in the corner, not letting Johnny get to the other side. Finally, Johnny gets a tag to Gable, who takes, uh, takes out Otis and throws him outside the ring. They brawl for a little while outside the ring as Gable Irish whips Otis into the barricade. Gable sits uh, uh, Otis up against the barricade and charges up for a knee strike, but Tucky comes running around the timekeep from the timekeeper area with the ham. He goes to chuck the ham at Gable, but Gable ducks, sending the 20, pound, uh, 20 pounds of pork crashing into the lap bar machine. The ham explodes on impact as camera pans back and forth between Johnny and Otis as they both look like they're about to come unglued. Otis scurries over on his hands and knees and begins picking up fragments of ham and shoving them in his mouth as he screams, Why, Tucky, why? 
While Tucky stands there uh, completely embarrassed trying to console Otis, Johnny goes under the ring completely enraged and grabs a trash bag and a sleep number pillow. He comes up from behind Tucky and pulls the trash bag and pillow over his head uh, and begins to strangle him. He screams, uh, look what you made me do, Tucky, look what you made me do, as Tucky begins to fade. Gable comes up from behind him and slaps him in the back of the head. Johnny uh, turns around, letting the pillow go, as, and as Gable asks him what the hell's gotten into him. Johnny seems to change personalities as he goes back, to, uh, as he says to Gable, what are you talking about, I didn't even do anything. He then rolls Tucky's unconscious body back in the ring as Gable covers him th for the three while Otis finishes the ham outside the ring. And we go to commercial. Back from commercial, it's John Moxley versus uh, Murphy. Moxley comes to the ring on his segue to a nice pop, and Murphy still gets a mixed reaction. Matt starts with some stiff shots back and forth. Crowd gets into the match as Moxley hits a paradigm shift, but Murphy kicks out. Mox goes for another paradigm shift, but Murphy counters into Murphy's law, but Mox kicks out of that. Crowd is on the edge of their seat as the two get their feet. Oh, two get to their feet, and both of them give the DX suck it chop. Uh, Murphy charges Mox, but Mox catches him into another paradigm shift for the three and your winner and number one contender for the AGW TV title, John Moxley. After the match, Moxley hops on a Segway and rides through the crowd as he celebrates with fans, and we go back to commercial. And now we're back with your main event for the AGW Women's Title Number One Contendership of Tessa Blanchard versus Mickey James. Tessa's out first as her Blanchards pop for her. Uh, Mickey is out next, accompanied by AGW World Champion Mr. Big E Normous. <laughs> e gets on the mic and says, "Shit, but Tessa doesn't stand a chance against his queen." He says Tessa has to find people like Dolph to pay for butt queefs just to get some attention. He says not one man can get go past Mickey without looking at her voluptuous breasts. He says Hangman Adam Page is going to deal with the consequences for what he did to Mickey, but he's going to have to deal with him next week. Tonight, his queen Mickey is going to kick Tessa's ass as he sucks her tit for good luck and gets her into the ring. Match starts and Tessa dominates. She throws Mickey around the ring as she laughs and points at E. She puts uh, Mickey in a torture rack as she laughs as Mickey screams and E paces outside the ring yelling at Tessa. Suddenly, we hear, Woo! As Charlotte comes out with uh, and walks out with some determination. She gets in the ring and looks eye to eye to Tessa. Crowd chants, oh my god, and holy shit, as the two uh, stare each other down. E looks stunned and, ca and he cackles and points from ringside. Uh, Charlotte slaps Tessa as the ref calls for the bell. So your winner, via disqualification, and I guess uh, number one contender, Tessa Blanchard. Charlotte grabs a mic, apologizes to Tessa. She has what she had. She had to do that uh, because she wanted her to win via disqualification because uh, her problems with Mickey. Mickey looks befuddled as uh, as does E as Charlotte uh, stares down Mickey. Charlotte says she watched Gravy Mania and felt beyond disrespected when she heard Big E Normous say Mickey had the best hits in professional wrestling. She points at her tits, says these are the best tits. How dare you disrespect my tit legacy? You're a veteran, she says. You, sh uh, you should know about the locker room respect. Everyone in, the everyone in the world knows I have the best hits in pro wrestling. He gets in the ring, says there's a way to solve this, and he's willing to help. Tell Charlotte to whip him out, but she, get but she sends a dick kick right into E's crotch. She slaps Mickey and starts stomping on her. The crowd pops, and Ziggler calls for security as Sammy uh, says Charlotte has a point. Charlotte picks up the, uh, the mic and challenges Mickey to a match at Backslash. 
and says she'll be here next week for her answer as security finally comes out and drags Charlotte out of the ring as she walks backwards up the ramps, jiggling the boobies, saying, see you next week, Mickey, as Raw goes off the air. All right. All right. That's going to lead to something nobody fucking expects. All right, here we go. Monday Night Raw, week six. This is our backsplash go-home show. Uh, we are live on Pornhub Premium Live. Sorry, Booble, but we're at the Save Mart Center in Fresno, California. Close enough. It's the closest food thing I could find. 13,450 on hand. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. We kick off the night with this week's general, new general manager, Alexis Texas, making her way to the ring. She gets in the ring and tells everyone how excited she is to have all the power on Raw tonight. Um, she says she was uh, smoking a J in the back with Chief Gravy Janitor of AGW, Mr. Dolwig, and the weed has given her some great ideas for tonight's show. To, uh, so tonight in this very ring, Hangman Adam Page will be face-to-face with his opponent Sunday, Big E. Also face-to-face and breast-to-breast, we will have the answer from Mickey James to Charlotte's Challenge last week. We will also f- uh, have Johnny Gargano going one-on-one with James Drake of the Grizzled Young Vets ahead of their tag team title match this Sunday as well as a two-on-one handicap match of the Rebellion facing Tessa Blanchard. But before Alexis can get another word out, uh, a video of erotic Matt Hardy and Kevin Owens pulling up to the Hershey factory in Pennsylvania is shown on the screen. We cut to the live feed as KO and Matt get out of the car and walk inside. They go to a receptionist and sh- uh, show her a picture of El Jefe as at- and ask if they have seen this man. She says his body was dropped off for fudge packing, she believes, uh, but she's not sure, so it could still be in the freezer out back. Uh, Matt says, wonderful, as her and Ke- as he and Kevin follow uh, her to the freezer. They make small talk as they walk through the f- uh, factory, as they, um, and as they approach the freezer, they hear the faint sound of burning rubber as it grows louder and louder. The camera cuts down the alleyway they are standing in as we see John Moxley on his Segway, violently driving down the alley with a track and field javelin screaming, this is Sparta. KO and Matt jump out of the way, but the receptionist is frozen in fear as Moxley beheads her with the javelin. In complete shock and horror, KO and Matt stand there as the receptionist, looking at the receptionist's decapitated body as Moxley turns around with her head on the javelin. Moxley speeds back on his Segway as an RPG comes out of the front of his Segway and blows a hole into the side of the fudge freezer wall. But there is no El Jefe, just a frozen box. And Ko and uh, Ko and Matt freak out and chase Mox as we see Moxley fade away in the distance on his rocket-propelled um, on his mo- rocket-propelled Segway as Ko and Matt uh, steal a Hershey van and chase after him. And we cut to commercial. Uh, we are back in Fresno as you have your first match of Tessa Blanchard uh, in a handicap match against the Rebellion. Tessa is down uh, is down first with a huge pop from the Blanchards. Uh, the Rebellion is out with Rebel Kell, who joins Ziggler and Zayn on commentary. Sammy praises Rebel as Ziggler doesn't even acknowledge her. Ziggler says Rebel, uh, asks Rebel how it feels to know that she only has six days left as champion. As Rebel rebuttals with how it doesn't feel to spend your mo- entire Monday Night Raw check on what's in Tessa's stomach right now. We go to the ring where Tessa and Royce are, uh, start the match. Tessa dominates early, but Peyton uh, thumbs her in the eye to get a tag. They beat Tessa down and mock her and taunt the fans. Uh, Rebel says she's created the greatest and hottest faction in women's in the history of women's wrestling. Uh, in the end, though, Tessa fights back, hits her finisher on K after uh, Royce gets knocked off the apron. 
But Rebel rushes ringside, distracts the ref uh, before Tessa can cover Kay, allowing uh, Tessa, or I mean, uh, Billy Kay to hit Tessa with the Lessel special for the three. Uh, the Rebellion laugh and taunt Tessa as they Rebel holds up the title and they retreat up the ramp. And we go to commercial. Back from commercial, we have your another match of Johnny Gargano with Chad Gable versus uh, James Drake with Zach Gibson. Uh, the ra- the rabid wrestler and Latino Gable are out first with the lap bar machine in the wagon. Johnny grabs a mic and uh, says how he's going. How this Sunday nothing will stop him and Latino Gable from winning the AGW tag team titles. He says him and Gable are best friends and even some could say lovers. And it would mean everything to him to win the tag titles with his brother on Sunday. Uh, they are interrupted by the Grizzled Young Vets as they come out with a mic. Drake says uh, ever since Johnny won the Chris Benoit Memorial Battle Royal, he's been a little bit strange. He says uh, he belongs in the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He gets to the bottom of the ramp and sees the lap bar machine in the wagon. He goes over and puts his hand on it and leans on it and says, Who would even be proud to pull this around? Uh, Johnny freezes and stares at Drake, uh, Drake's hand on the lap bar machine, and his eye begins to twitch as he cocks his head. Latino Gable snaps, snaps his fingers in front of Johnny's face to no reaction. Suddenly, Johnny puts the, puts the mic to his mouth and says, The dogs are on the side of the house, and slides out of the ring. He goes under the ring and pulls out a fully gassed up 24-inch blade steel chainsaw and fires it up. He then uh, screams, "Here, uh, come here, Nancy!" As Drake and uh, Gibson flee to the back, as Johnny chases them, and Ziggler uh, rushes us to break. Come here, Nancy. Jeez. Uh, segment five. We have. Uh, we're back from commercial, and we are at commentary. Ziggler says he can't believe uh, what he just witnessed and what the hell has gotten into Johnny Gargano. He throws it backstage to our backstage reporter Vince McMahon, who is with Sam Wajo. He asks Samoa if uh, he's heard anything from Cesaro regarding his challenge last week to the unsanctioned gravy death match at Backsplash. Joe says no. He says he calls Cesaro a pussy bitch with pepperoni tits and says Cesaro will never have the balls to face him in a match so dangerous. Suddenly Joe is, <laughs> suddenly Joe is struck in the back with a chair by Cesaro. He beats him down with a chair before hitting Vince with an unprotected shot to the head. He then grabs the camera, whispers in that he accepts as we go back to commercial. We come back, uh, and we have uh, we were back from commercial as we see Big E, Normus, and Mickey uh, pull up in a convertible Ferrari having sex while he drives. They get out and look like they are heading to the ring. Uh, Charlotte's music then hits, and she makes her way to the ring. Crowd cheers her as they uh, show highlights of what happened last week. Charlotte gets on the mic, says she uh, wanted to make an immediate impact when she debuted, and she thinks that she made a pretty big impact last week. Um, she says she will never be disrespected as long as she's alive and she still can't, uh, can't believe what Mi- that Mickey would have the audacity to say she has the best hits in pro wrestling. Big enormous music hits and he and Mickey come out together. Big E says Mickey's are real and Charlotte's are fake. That's what's really eating her up inside. He says no one wants that plastic box of hers and she will never compare to Mickey. Mickey grabs the mic and from E and says she can handle this herself. She calls Charlotte a fake Barbie and how dare she ever talk to someone like that. Uh, she says she's been wrestling before Charlotte could even grow tits. Mickey and E both get in the ring and stare Charlotte down. Mickey says she accepts Charlotte's challenge and she already signed the contract so now Charlotte can't back out and throws down the mic. Charlotte laughs and says that's great but obviously she didn't read the contract because there's a stipulation. At Backsplash this Sunday there will go one-on-one with the loser of the match having a sex change. The crowd erupts and chants chop those tits, chop those tits. 
Mickey belts out a blood-curdling scream as E's E's jaw drops to the mat. Didn't see that coming. Charlotte laughs as Mickey attacks Charlotte. She stomps on her as the crowd boos, and E dry humps the air in celebration, telling her to get her. She rips off her shirt and jiggles her tits around, saying that these aren't going anywhere. She stops Charlotte in the corner some more as the crowd boos. Suddenly, the camera cuts to the back where we see a cement truck slowly backing in. Big E and Mickey watch in horror as the cement truck arm goes directly over E's Ferrari. Suddenly, the driver door swings open and hangman Adam Page emerges from the driver's seat, again in his Colonel Sanders suit, cut off at the shoulders and knees as chants of cowboy shit shake the arena. Hangman has a mic and says, Hey E, I couldn't help but notice you parked your beautiful new Ferrari here and that the, re- that the rental agency he happened to rent from didn't have any cars, so they rented him a cement truck. He asks E if he thinks he's uh, going to pour cement in his car as E screams don't even think about it from the ring. Hangman says he's not that bad of a guy, but he did collect gravy from every single man in the audience tonight, so he can't promise anything after that as he climbs back in the truck. E screams no from the ring as Hangman starts the truck and opens the cement tank. Suddenly, 150 gallons of hot, wet human gravy is poured into East Ferrari as he flops around on the ground in agony. Hangman reemerges from the driver's seat with a pitcher of beer, saying, See you Sunday, bud, as he chugs and Raw goes off the air. God damn it. There it is. Solid as fuck. Devin, you are up. Oh, here we go. With my pay-per-view. Backsplash. 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 Live on Pornhub Premium Live. 49.69 this time. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, sorry, Google. That's too much. We're at the Chesapeake Energy Arena in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Ooh. 15,769 on hand. This is going to be a bombing. I know it. Ted Kaczynski may rake a run in. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn. And I thought about this. I'm going to do a guest every time on commentary for every pay-per-view. So we have Marty Gennetti as the guest on commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Dolph welcomes us to the show in a very somber tone. We heard. We remember what, what happened last time Dolph was in a somber tone. <laughs> he says tonight is a hard night for everyone here at AGW as we found out earlier this afternoon that La- Latino Gable was found dead by his cousin in his hotel room near the arena. <laughs> the cause of death has been determined as acute heart failure due to underlying atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. All members of the AGW, AGW roster come out to the ramp to pay their respects with the 10 bell toll. His tag team partner, Johnny Gargano, is visibly bawling, screaming, why, Eddie, why, as his fellow superstars console him. Everyone makes their uh, way back as Ziggler announces that to kick off the show, we will have an impromptu eight-man battle royal to determine Johnny Gargano's partner for tonight, since his partner died. Uh, let him wrestle? Fuck yeah. The show must go on. And he's dead. And he's back dead. And back in ten. <laughs> So, your participants of Dominic Dijakovic, Kota Ibushi, Shinsuke Nakamura, Austin Theory, Erotic Matt Hardy, uh, Buddy Murphy, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Apollo Crews make their way to the ring. The match starts, everyone brawls, Nakamura and Theory fight on the apron, leading to both of them being eliminated by Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews gets eliminated from behind by Ibushi and Hardy before Dominic Dijakovic comes up and dumps both of them from behind, leaving just Murphy, Swerve, and Dijakovic. Swerve and Murphy form a pact, getting the upper hand on Dijakovic, uh, but he fights them off. He gives them a double choke slam before posing in the middle of the ring. He does his feast your eyes gimmick, but this time he points at his dick. He then pulls out his stubby shaft, which shows, uh, which looks like a pool noodle, as Janetti says he needs to bring uh, Dijakovic to his neighbor girl's house. He begins violently beating both men to a crimson mask with his giant hammer until they are both motionless. He scrapes their lifeless bodies off the canvas and throws them to the floor. As the crowd is in utter shock and silence as EMTs rush the ring to help Murphy and Swerve. 
Dijakovic grabs a mic, says he's bringing home the gold, no matter Gargano's state of mind, and everyone can feast their eyes on this dick. And we go to break. Uh, AGW TV title match of Kevin Owens versus John Moxley. Moxley is out on his segue to a positive crowd reaction. Uh, KO's music hits to a thunderous ovation as erotic Matt Hardy is also back out with KO. KO and Hardy grab the mic before the match and Matt uh, asks Mox why he lured them to the fudge packing room at the Hershey factory last week. Uh, Mox just shakes his head and giggles. Uh, Hardy says it's not a game. He needs to know. Jesus Christ. Uh, iPhone suck. Uh, he says he needs to know. Where did I? I lost it. Uh, Hardy says it's not a game. He needs to know where El Jefe is so Kevin can fulfill his promise. Mox grabs a mic and says that you're going to have to wait. At least 14 days to find him as he, his body has been tested for COVID-19 positive and he is being stored in a top secret government facility that is under quarantine in Washington, D.C., where it just so happens uh, tomorrow night's Raw is being held. Uh, Matt screams wonderful as the bell rings and KO and Moxley virtually murder each other. Uh, they fight all over the outside of the ring. KO frog splashes Moxley through the announce table. Uh, and both Ben barely make it back into the ring at nine. Mox gets to his feet. Uh, first hits a paradigm shift on KO, but KO gets his foot on the bottom rope. Mox pulls KO back to his feet as the crowd screams, this is awesome, but KO hits a stunner out of nowhere and gets the three to retain. KO then grabs the mic as he grabs his belt and walks up the ramp with Matt Hardy. He says that was a hell of a match, but this, uh, but he's the best in the world. No one can touch him. And for you, El Jefe, I hope COVID is not transferred from nutsack to mouth contact, but tomorrow night in D.C., those balls are meeting that mouth. Uh, next is your gra next is your gravy uh, death match of Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. Uh, both men make their way to the ring in jeans and cut off t-shirts. Of course, it's a death match. Uh, Samoa Joe comes to the ring pushing a cart full of weapons and gravy super soakers. He starts throwing kendo sticks, 24-inch rubber cocks, and gravy soakers into the ring. Cesaro catches one of the gravy soakers and starts spraying Joe as he tries to enter the ring. Uh, the two brawl as Joe knocks the gravy soaker out of Cesaro's hands. Cesaro hits Joe with uppercuts in the corner and with a kendo stick in the ribs. He uh, goes into the ring to, and gets a barbed wire covered axe. Uh, he goes to hit Joe in the corner, but Joe moves and the axe sticks into the turnbuckle. And Joe goes for a quick roll up on Cesaro, but Cesaro kicks out. Joe beats down uh, Cesaro with the 24 inch dildos, leaving very large veiny welts on his back. Cesaro is screaming in pain as Joe uh, grabs a mic and motions to the back saying to bring it out now. Suddenly, three refs are seen pushing out an industrial-sized diesel-powered wood chipper from the back. Joe picks up Cesaro and starts to carry him to the chipper. He drops Cesaro next to the chipper as it fires as he fires it up and laughs psychotically. However, Cesaro grabs uh, a fan's beer and throws it in Joe's face, blinding him, allowing Cesaro to stumble back to the ring. Joe uh, goes under the ring, gets a table, sets it up in the ring. Cesaro hits a low blow, however, on Joe, sending him to his knees. Cesaro then takes out the gravy soaker and sprays the table with gravy putting, uh, pulling a lighter out of his trunks. He then lights the gravy table on fire, uh, causing a huge fireball. He goes for the neutralizer on Joe through the table, but Joe reverses into a muscle buster through the flaming table for the three. Your winner of the match, Sam Hua Joe. Uh, paramedics rush ringside with fire extinguishers as Joe gets on the mic, roasts the crowd. As he walks through, goes out the front door of the arena and catches a cab and leaves. Uh, and then we have your AGW women's title of Rebel Kell defending against Tessa Blanchard. Tessa's out with a huge pop from the Blanchards. They're loyal. Uh, Rebel comes out in her all-white attire looking like a whole snack with the rebellion with her. Marty catches a look at Rebel's ass from commentary and immediately says, heard that. 
Uh, he says he's, <laughs> says he's going to make her one of his wifeys one day and then is immediately removed by a masked man from security or uh, from comment removed off a of commentary by a masked man. Uh, the women start staring at each other up and down as the bell rings and they have an instant classic. The match goes through multiple false finishes and goes nearly a half hour. Rebel gets the upper hand uh, towards the end after the ref was knocked out by Billy Kay on the outside. Tessa goes for the roll up, but there's no ref. Tessa goes to wake up the ref, uh, and when she comes back, Rebel hits her with the highway to hell for the one, two, three, and still the greatest women's wrestler alive, and your AGW Women's Champion, Rebel Kell. Next Heard we have... Heard that. Here Heard we go. that. Seatbelts. Uh, AGW Tag Team Titles of Dominic Dijakovic and Johnny Gargano versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Dijakovic comes out alone and gets in the ring. Next out is the rabid wrestler Johnny Gargano to his new Benoit theme music. He's pulling the wagon with the lap bar wearing Latino Gable shirt, paying homage to his fallen comrade who passed away earlier today. He's in complete despair and completely heartbroken as he's sobbing all the way to the ring. Grizzled Young Vets are out next to thunderous bruise. Drake and Gibson cut a heel promo saying uh, the world was better off without Latino Gable anyway. The bell rings, uh, but they keep talking shit. Drake says Johnny's a little bitch and he should just shuck it up, suck it up. Uh, he asked Johnny if he's butt hurt. Uh, he's not going to get any more of that friendly suck suck anymore. He says that kind uh, that kind of he says what kind of to catch a predator sicko pulls a dead guy's suicide device around in a little red wagon. He jumps out of the ring and shoves the lap bar machine down, breaking the lap piece off. Johnny then snaps as if he was going super sane and suicide dives through the ropes onto Gibson. He begins choking him so hard the veins in his necks and arms look like they're about to explode. The ref calls for the bell as Drake loses consciousness. Ziggler screaming for help on commentary as Dijakovic is pissed and just standing in the ring telling everyone to feast their eyes on his dick. Fifteen refs in security are trying to pull Johnny off as he continues to choke Drake but is now screaming, Daddy loves you, Daniel, I'm sorry. A ref picks up the lap bar machine and Johnny snaps out of it. He, he, he sits there heavily panting asking what happened. The ref explains to him the match is over as he sobs saying he misses Latino Gable. The ref helps him to the back and stretches, uh, coming back to consciousness. Your winner is by DQ and still AGW Tag Team Champions, the Grizzled Young Vets. Next is your sex change match of Charlotte versus Mickey James. Charlotte's out first to a decent amount of cheers. Uh, Mickey's out next with a, uh, on a pancake-painted motorcycle driven by Big Enormous. She is on top riding him like a horse jockey at the Kentucky Derby. He speeds to the ring and parks as they get off, maintaining full insertion. <laughs> Big E pulls out and gives the woman a his woman a kiss and rides the bike to the back. The bell rings and the match starts with both women's going for submissions. Charlotte puts Mickey in a abdominal stretch, beginning smacking her titties around, saying these are gone. Mickey gets out, however, and rolls Charlotte up for a two count. Charlotte beats Mickey down, goes for a moonsault, but Mickey rolls out of the way. Mickey gets up, waiting for Charlotte to get... Uh, Mickey gets up waiting for Charlotte to get up, but Charlotte rolls out of the ring. Mickey goes uh, out to get her, but Charlotte is hiding behind the apron, playing possum, and hits her with a spear. Rolls her back into the ring for a quick, th uh, a quick two. I wrote three, but it's a two. But Mickey kicked out. Uh, Charlotte puts Mickey in the figure eight, and Mickey has nowhere to go. But then we see the ref get pulled out from the side camera as Big Enormous is standing there. Charlotte looks irate as she lets go of the figure eight and goes and yells at E. She spits at him over the ring, hitting him in the eyelid. Uh, Mickey turns and surrounds and bitch slaps Charlotte as Charlotte spits on her and hits her with a big boot. However, E slides in the ring behind her and hits a big ending on Charlotte. 
He runs and pulls Mickey on top as the ref uh, crawls back in the ring and counts your one, two, three for your winner of the match, Mickey James. E pulls Mickey out of the ring as he kisses her and tells her she did it. Charlotte is in disbelief as she now has to get a sex, sex change as Big E titty fucks Mickey on the ramp in celebration. <laughs> and your main event. Back from break. Give Big E time to get to the ring. Put it back away. Uh, Big E versus Hangman Adam Page. Big E's out first again. Well, he's already out. As he and Mickey celebrate their win and continue to air fuck. He gets in the ring, grabs a mic, and says there's no way in hell some inbred redneck is going to take his title from his big anaconda. Hangman's music hit and comes out to the hits and comes out to the ring uh, on his big black stallion horse and in his assless chap attire. He ties the horse to the ring post and gets in the ring. The ref holds up the title and rings the bell. They start the match slow, pushing each other down and toying with one another. Uh, e is clearly showing how he's much stronger, showing the power moves and is laughing and, uh, as Hangman just laughs in frustration. Hangman finally gains momentum, but Mickey grabs his boot, causing him to trip and allowing Big E to get the upper hand again. They fight outside where E throws Hangman into the barricade a couple times as the crowd boos and he tells him to suck it. E goes to throw Hangman into the steps, but Hangman reverses and throws E into the steps. Uh, as the ref is checking on E, Mickey hits Hangman with a chair that he no-sells and turns around. She drops the chair and goes to run, but Hangman grabs her hair and pulls her back. He picks her up for a tombstone and looks around as the crowd at the crowd as they chant, Please do it. Hangman then vertically 69s Mickey and munches her like a late-night stoner snack. But Big E breaks that up from behind with the chair, and Hangman drops to his knees as Mickey gets landed right on her neck. E and Hangman fight over uh, over to the other side where the horse is, and Hangman Irish whips E into the horse, as the horse then mule kicks E right at contact, knocking him completely unconscious. <laughs> Hangman drags E's 300-pound body of dead weight back into the ring. Uh, he rolls E into the ring as he climbs to the top rope and stands on the the back of the horse. The crowd chants cowboy shit and tosses beers up to Hangman as he crushes them together and drinks them. E finally wakes up, staggers to his feet as the horse bucks Hangman 30 feet into the air as he comes down hitting the most violent buckshot lariat ever hit. The, he crawls to the cover as not a single in the per person in the crowd is sitting as the ref counts one, two, Biggie kicks out. The crowd literally shits its pants as you can hear poop hitting the floor in this pandemonium. Uh, Hangman looks around in complete shock as he can't believe what just happened. He gets out of the ring, unties the horse as he rides it up to the top of the ramp. Old West music hits and one of those little bindle things uh, flies by as Hangman kicks the horse and charges the ramp. As E barely, uh, as, as Big E barely makes it to his feet, the horse stops right at the uh, ramp, launching Hangman into another violent buckshot lariat, almost decapitating Big E. He gives him the Hangman chop and falls into the cover for the one, two, Big E kicks out again. The camera pans the crowd as people are literally slitting each other's throats and headbutting, <laughs> headbutting people in pure anguish as they have no idea how Big E just kicked out of that. Hangman runs the ropes back and forth for almost a minute straight as Big E stumbles back and forth trying to get his wits about him. Hangman hits the ropes one more time, seemingly trying to take Big E's heads off, but as soon as he gets to Big E, he drops down, rolls Big E up for the one, two, three. Your winner and new AGW heavyweight champion, Hangman Adam Page. The crowd erupts as people kiss, suck, and fuck in the crowd out of pure joy. People are patching neck wounds and kissing foreheads as, they, as the wounds of battle that they have just watched. Backlash goes off the air as Hangman Adam Page dives front row uh, with the AGW title and funnels a beer between an elderly woman's breasts. 17 stars for that match. <laughs>
that was backsplash. Boy, that's that's quite the fucking pay per view. <laughs> uh, Johnny's just getting started. I'm so uh, is sh- and so is Charlotte. I'm happy, or whatever she comes back. After. I'm happy that I'm against you for the next uh, however many three weeks. Okay, <laughs> this is uh, this is the first show after backsplash. This is the night after backsplash. This is the this is the, the first step. This is the first step. Road to gravy in the tr- gravy in the boat. Gravy in the boat. Here we go. <laughs> Monday Night Raw Week Seven, live on Pornhub Premium Live. Booble, I'm sorry, I'm out of food venues. We're at the Capital One Arena in Washington D.C. Thirteen thousand six hundred and sixty-nine on hand. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. Uh, we go to a video package that shows the carnage of last night's pay-per-view backsplash. We also see a picture before the video uh, package starts of in loving memory of Latino Gable. Uh, Dolph says tonight will be the championship celebration for newly crowned AGW heavyweight champion Hangman Adam Page. Yeah! AGW women's champion Rebel Kell puts her title on the line in an open challenge. But before anything else is announced, big enormous music hits and he comes out on crutches with a neck brace on with Mickey James helping him to the ring. He and Mickey get in the ring and both grab a mic. He says he was robbed last night of the title, and it, if it wasn't for that stupid horse, he would have won. Mickey tries to comfort E as she tells him she took care of that dyke Charlotte, and now she's officially <laughs> has that the best hits in all of wrestling. You're right, Corey. Yes. E tells Mickey to shut her fat suck hole. This is about him and the travesty that happened to him last night. He demands a rematch at Gravy in the Boat in three weeks and says that he's not leaving until he gets his rematch. Suddenly, Dominic Dijakovic music hits, and he hits the ring. He gets in the ring and says he had his chance and failed miserably, just like the doctor who did Mickey's plastic surgery. He says he also heard that E thinks he has the biggest dick in AGW, and that just makes him laugh. He asks E if he used to watch the Battle Royal at the beginning of Backsplash, because he basically murdered two of the top stars in the company with his big dick and had them running for safety to PDX Wrestling. He turns to Mickey and tells her to feast uh, her eyes on his dick and seductively licks his lips. E gets pissed and shoves Dominic Dijakovic back, and the two get in each other's face ready to brawl. But suddenly, this week's general manager music, Mia Khalifa, hits, and she comes out to the ring to a huge pop. Huge pop. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. She says she has been watching AG- AGW since it started, and she doesn't like E's attitude since he got with Mickey. She says he may have a huge dick, but trust her when she says she's taken much bigger and darker in her days. And as for her, his demanded rematch, she says that he lost fair and square, but she likes the competitiveness in both men. So if they both want a title shot, they can do it in three weeks when they are both participants in the Gravy in the Boat ladder match. The winner who climbs the ladder and grabs the Gravy Boat will get an automatic AGW world title match for any time, anywhere, for up to one year. Ian Dijakovic stare at each other in pure anger as Dominic uh, blows a kiss to Mickey and points at his shaft as he walks out of the ring and we go to commercial. We're back from commercial with Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory gets the jobber entrance and is already in the ring when we get back. The rabid wrestler Johnny Gargano is out next, but this time he's in riding in uh, Latino Gable's custom lowrider, paying homage to his tag team partner who suddenly passed away yesterday morning. The lap bar machine is in the back seat as Johnny hits the hydraulics on his way down. He's visibly bawling, pointing to the sky as he gets out of the lowrider and kisses the lap bar machine somberly. He gets in the ring and collapses to his knees in tears as he says a prayer and points to the sky and crosses his heart. The ref calls for the bell and the match starts as Johnny controls most of the match with a a few two counts. He chops Theory in the corner and calls out Viva La Rasa as he weeps. 
He hits Theory with the three amigos in memory of Latino Gable and goes for the frog splash. But before he can hit the move, the Grizzled Young Vets music hits and they come out with baseball bats and a mic. Drake says to Johnny, you nearly killed me last night. You possess roided up dipshit. So now we're going to kill your spirit. Drake and Gibson begin beating the shit out of the side of the lowrider and the lap bar machine with the bats. Johnny lets out a blood-curdling war scream as he jumps to the floor and grabs a machete from under the ring. Gibson and Drake see Johnny and take off to the back as Johnny chases them, screaming, Nancy, it only hurt just a little bit, baby. Come back, as Ziggler sends us to commercial. We're back from break as we are outside the Department of Homeland Security compound in Washington, D.C. We see erotic Matt Hardy in the back of a white van with Kevin Owens. Hardy says he has a grappling hook attached to Come Guard 1 as he's isolating uh, what building El Jefe is in. Come Guard 1 takes off, as, uh, takes off silently as it is circling the facility. Uh, where did it go? I lost my spot. Oh, it flies into the back as we see two armed guards walking back and forth. Suddenly, Come Guard 1 shoots 250 cal bullets, killing both guards instantaneously. We cut back to the van where KO and Matt are high-fiving and giggling. <laughs> Terrorism. Come Guard 1 flies into the building where we see El Jefe's body laying prone on a metal operating table. Suddenly, El Jefe sits up and asks how the fuck they found him as he uh, sent a clone of him to be the new backstage announcer of AEW <laughs> and, was, and was just bound for the witness protection program at dawn. Suddenly, out of nowhere, Come Guard 1 shoots a gra grappling hook hook up El Jefe's ass and reels him in as Matt hits it into God super damn. speed and it shoots through the roof and is gone at the speed of light. We cut back to the van where KO is in shock and Matt Hardy and asking Hardy where the fuck he went. He says he flew him to the Hardy compound where he can throw him into the lake of regurgitation <laughs> and bring him back to life. KO smiles but Hardy says it's not what he thinks. The lake of regurgitation can bring someone back to life, but it only regurgitates them as a famous movie character, and that movie character is not in their control. It is a roll of the dice, but he says no matter who he is regurgitated as, El Jefe's soul will still live inside of them, so your balls can still meet his mouth. The two start the van and take their journey down to the Hardy compound. And we go to commercial. Jesus. <clears throat> We're back with Rebel Kell's open challenge. Rebel Kell's out first alongside her are the Rebellion. She gets in the ring, cuts a promo. She says her and Tessa put on an instant classic last night. She says everyone is buzzing about what a high caliber worker and ring general she is. And it's about damn time that these people start giving her the respect she deserves. She says whoever the hell has the balls to accept her open challenge tonight better uh, appreciate this moment as they are about to wrestle greatness. Suddenly, the Pussycat Dolls hit, and out comes newly signed AGW superstar Katie Forbes. The crowd pops as she twerks her giant ass all the way to the ring. Rebel and the Rebellion laugh as Katie gets in the ring and stares at them. Rebel asks where the hell we found one of RVD's cum dumpsters at as she starts, and starts to twerk and mocks Katie. Rebel asks Forbes what's the, uh, the one quality she possesses to be in the ring with her as Forbes replies, Ruthless aggression. As she headbutts Rebel and clears the Rebellion out of the ring. The crowd is on its feet screaming and punching each other as the refs call for the bell as Rebel stumbles to her feet and Katie hits a J Panama Sunrise off the second rope onto Rebel for the one, two, but the Rebellion break up the pin causing the disqualification and start double teaming Forbes. Forbes. Forbes breaks out and hits a double team clothesline on the Rebellion, sending them out of the ring. Rebel rolls under the bottom rope and her and the Rebellion retreat, retreat up the ramp as Katie gives her the title sign around her waist and points at Rebel. Uh, next is Samwa Joe versus Elias. Elias comes out and sings a song that he's back and ready to compete. 
He says he just was on the set of his new movie with John Cena called The Asshole Adjustment, and that will be going on sale directly following Monday Night Raw right here on Pornhub Premium Live. Sam Joe comes out and makes a beeline right for the ring. The ref calls for the bell, and Elias charges him, but uh, he gets run through. Joe tosses Elias around the ring, giving him stiff chops. Uh, Elias tries to fight back, but he's no match for Joe, who ragdolls him down into a coquina clutch, and Elias taps almost immediately. Joe, however, doesn't let go until Elias completely loses consciousness. He grabs a mic and says he's running through people, and this single, and the single division is pretty much too easy now. He tried to be Mr. Nice Guy when he got here, uh, but the nice guy always finishes last. But in three weeks, he's going uh, to be finishing first because he also has officially entered the Gravy in the Boat ladder match, and none of these sorry bitches are standing in his way. We are back now with your... Hangman Adam Page Championship Celebration. Hangman comes to the ring on a dirt bike with a cowboy shit flag flying off the back with the AGW title around his waist. He drives to the ring to thunderous cheers and chants cowboy shit. The ring is filled with pitchers of beer and a hustler magazines as Hangman gets on the top rope and pounds a pitcher. He grabs a mic and said, uh, didn't I tell you fuckers I was going to win this belt? He says he feels unstoppable and there is no one in, uh, on the roster that can beat him. He sent Kenny Omega packing to that moderately successful but otherwise lacking creative booking and poorly managed company, AAW. He dominated Big E on his first title defense and stole his most prized possession from him, and now he has uh, him coming out here crying like a little bitch for a little rematch. The crowd chants, you deserve it, as he pounds another pitcher of beer and holds up the title as the crowd chants even louder. Hangman is tearing up as the ovation gets even louder as he puts his hand over his heart and says thank all you fuckers from the bottom of my black heart as he holds up the title one more time as we cut to a camera panning the audience as not a single person is sitting as the chance you deserve it literally shake the camera people in the crowd are crying clapping as if they are witnessing greatness we cut back to hangman but suddenly we see walter slowly stand up behind hangman with his arms behind his back as the crowd gasps and goes almost silent hangman turns around as walter gives him a giant double-handed choke slam through the table of beer the crowd boos thunderously as Walter stands over Hangman with his arms behind his back and a smug smirk on his face as he scans the crowd with his eyes and chuckles. He bends down and grabs uh, the mic from Hangman as he grimaces in pain. Walter says the last time he checked, he beat Hangman 1-2-3 in the middle of the ring to become the first ever AGW heavyweight champion back at the Royal Cumble. He says he suffered a sprained penis and a bruised uh, testicle in his strap-on match at Gravy Mania, but luckily he's uh, cleared now. He said he never got his automatic rematch, so now he is invoking it. So at Gravy in the Boat, it will be Walter versus Hangman Adam Page for the AGW world title. Walter says, and the result is going to be exactly the same as the Royal Cumble, and the era of Walter will once again be the cornerstone of Monday nights as he tosses the mic onto Hangman's prone body and raises the AGW TV title above his head as the crown rains down thunderous boos and chucks all sorts of concessions and beer into the ring as Raw goes off the air. <clears throat> Fought that one for a while. I was trying to figure it out. Monday Night Raw. From? Week 8. Mm -hmm. Live on Pornhub Premium Live. Yep. From the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines, Iowa. 14,169 on hand. Okay. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. We look at a video package that shows uh, Walter's brutal attack on Hangman Adam Page from last week. We come back uh, to commentary where Dolph pubs the match for Gravy in the Boat in two weeks. He tells us tonight Hangman Adam Page will be here live tonight to call out Walter as he seeks retribution for the attack. 
Uh, also, Katie Forbes will take on the rebellion of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay in a 2-1-1 handicap match as she prepares for her AGW women's title match in two weeks. Dolph Ziggler will sit down with Johnny Gargano for an exclusive interview with the Rabbit Wrestler so he can explain his actions over the last few months. But back that ass up abruptly starts playing as this week's general manager, Jenna Jameson, hits the ring to a chorus of boos. The crowd, boo Jenna Jameson. The crowd question, aw- hand, question. Yeah. Current or like prime? Uh, Does it I don't know. This, 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 this next line will help you out. The crowd erupts with chants of Huntington Beach Bitch Boy as the cr- as the crowd continues to boo. Not prime. Eh. Yeah, not when she was with Tito. Uh, she grabs the mic and pulls out her tits, which flips the crowds into a thunderous cheers as security has to hold back the front row as they are stripping naked and trying to jump the barricade. <laughs> she gets on the mic and says she's try- she's staying at the hotel across the street and she will show all these Iowa corn cobbers how well she can slob on a cob after the show is over. <laughs> But tonight, she's here to announce a six-man tag team match with the winning team becoming the final three participants in the Gravy in the Boat ladder match. So tonight, it will be the team of John Moxley, Apollo Crews, and Elias versus Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Austin Theory. But suddenly, the camera cuts, uh, starts to cut out, and we switch over to Come Guard 1, which is circling the Lake of Regurgitation. We see erotic Matt Hardy and KO pull up in the white van at the dock as they get out and walk to the edge of the dock. KO has the AGW TV title on his shoulder as Matt tells KO as soon as he hits the release button, the grappling hook will disengage from El Jefe's rectum, and El Jefe will plunge into the murky water and be regurgitated as a famous movie character. KO gives Matt the already as he takes out his balls from his prize fighter shorts and begins swinging them around in preparation for El Jefe's mouth. Matt counts down from five as KO jumps around with excitement like a kid on Christmas morning. Hardy hits zero and releases El Jefe, sending him plummeting into the lake. His giant frame sends a tsunami-like tidal wave crashing into the dock, almost sending Matt and KO into the water. As the water begins to calm, KO and Matt peer into the murky water as bubbles begins to surface. They lean over the dock as the bubbles get bigger and bigger. KO yells out, I think I see him, as suddenly Willy Wonka shoots out of the water and stuns KO, sending him flying back onto the dock and the TV title flying. Wonka pulls himself out of the water onto the dock as he wipes himself off and laughs. He stands over Kevin and says, Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo, Willy Wonka has a stunner for you. As he smiles ear to ear and says, see you next week, bud. As he turns and super kicks Matt, grabs the TV, the T and, well, why did I write? TV title. Yeah, TV title. I wrote TN title. TV title off the dock and hops in the van and speeds off. Let me go to commercial. Next, we're backstage with interviewer Jack Victory as he's with Elias. <laughs> Elias tells us he is so excited to be a part of this tag team match tonight, and nothing will stop him from getting that gravy in the, uh, that gravy boat and becoming AGW world champion. He says he even wrote a song about it as he strums the guitar and the crowd boos. He starts to, starts to sing uh, as the crowd boos even louder. Elias is getting cheap heat with lines about Iowa and calls them all dairy farming inbreds as they boo even louder. The, crowd, the, the fans are chanting, pull the plug, as he continues to shit on Iowa as the camera cuts to the crowd as pandemonium breaking out. Fans are dropping each other into rear naked chokes and slapping and punching each other as Elias continues to sing. Suddenly, suddenly his guitar is ripped away from someone not in the camera shot and it is bashed over his head. Elias crumbles as refs rush over and check on him and uh, the crowd stops their murderous rampage. 
General Manager Jenna Jameson walks over and says, what is she going to do about the tag match for Gravy and the Boat? Uh, as now Moxley and Cruz need a partner. The camera showing the EMTs working on Elias as we see a pair of bare feet and sandals walk up into the camera. The camera pans up to Jenna as we hear the person say, I can take a spot, bro. As Jenna then uh, gets, says, get your ass to the ring because your match is next. Back from commercial, we have your six-man uh, tag team match for the Gravy and the Boat qualifying. Theory, Shinsuke, Cesaro, Mox, and Apollo make their way out. The two stand across from each other. as, uh, Or the two stand across from the three as Cesaro points out that they're outnumbered. Then, bro hits as the original bro, Matt Riddle, makes his way to the ring. The crowd comes unglued as fans are seeing pulling out uh, blunts and bongs and lighting up as the chance of bro, bro, bro fill the arena. Riddle uh, bows as the match starts and Cru uh, with Cruz and Cesaro. Cesaro dominates early, getting in stiff shots and some uppercuts in the corner before Cruz gets some momentum back. And they both collide in the center of the ring. Both men crawl to the corner and get uh, Riddle and Shinsuke. Uh, and Riddle and Shinsuke get the hot tags. Riddle hits a flying knee, uh, knocking Shinsuke silly. He throws Shinsuke around multi uh, with multiple Germans as he grabs the ropes and hypes up the crowd. Theory grabs Riddle's hair when he turns to go back towards Shinsuke, and Riddle turns, him around, uh, turns around and knocks him off the apron. He turns his attention back to Shinsuke, who goes for uh, a Kinshasa, but Riddle leans back like the Matrix and avoids it. He scoops up Shinsuke and goes for a bro to sleep. However, Cesaro runs in to break it up, but Mox slides in at the same time and catches Cesaro into a paradigm shift as Riddle hits the bro to sleep for one, two, three. Your winners and the final three participants of the, of the Gravy in the Boat ladder match, Matt Riddle, John Moxley, and Apollo Crews. The crowd cheers as Riddle takes a bong rip from a fan at ringside as he celebrates and goes back to the back. We are now, back we are now backstage with Johnny Gargano and Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler thanks Gargano for meeting with him and hopes he can get to the bottom of what's making Johnny feel this way. Johnny says, uh, let me stop you right there, Ziggy. He says uh, he's uh, here to clear his name and prove, nothing, uh, prove nothing's wrong with him. And this has all been blown out of proportion. Ziggler says he begs to differ. He says the last few weeks, Johnny has almost killed James Drake three t separate times over the past month. Um, he said he's just got word that in two weeks it'll be Johnny versus the Grizzled Young Vets in a 2-on-1 handicap match for the AGW Tag Team titles. Ziggler rolls footage of Johnny chasing the Grizzled Young Vets with a machete last week to jog his memory. The camera cuts back to Johnny whose eyes are twitching as he says he doesn't know why people are making him out to be a monster. He says he's a great father to, uh, to Daniel and a great husband to Nancy and he would, do, he would never do anything to hurt them. Ziggler looks confused as he says that's not what he's talking about. He says Nancy and Daniel haven't been alive for over a decade and it's sick that he would even bring their names up. He asks Johnny what Latino Gable would think of him right now as he, and his previous actions. Johnny stands up and kicks the seat back and explodes with anger. He screams, how dare you bring up my fallen lover like that? I am a grieving widow. <laughs> Ziggler apologizes and said he doesn't mean it like that as Johnny super kicks the shit out of him. Johnny looks possessed as he goes out and grabs a gallon of gasoline in a match. He covers Ziggler with gasoline and lights the match as he grabs his head psychotically and laughs and drops the mats, setting Ziggler completely on fire. The deranged, rabid wrestler then puts Ziggler in a flaming body crippler crossface as he burns and screams in agony. Johnny lets out a war cry and yells, It's just like a hot tub, Daniel. You're almost to heaven. As security runs in and with fire extinguishers and puts Ziggler out as Johnny flees the scene. Uh, we're back from commercial now. 
as it is Katie Forbes versus The Rebellion. It is now just Sami Zayn on commentary as AGW Women's Champion Rebel Kell joins him. Royce and Kay get in the ring and Katie's music hits as uh, she comes out in the ri- in her thong bikini attire twerking all the way to the ring. She gets in the ring and uh, both women attack her. They beat her down in the corner, uh, much to Rebel's liking. However, Katie easily gets the upper hand again and lays out both women. She goes to the top rope and hits her 630 twerk driver splash off on both women and uh, hook both legs for the three. Katie gets a huge pop as she points at Rebel at commentary and smacks her ass. Rebel gets a mic and calls uh, Katie a worthless plastic bitch. She says she can wrestle circles around her, and she's lucky she's even got a title match to begin with. Katie gets out of the ring to go after Rebel, but Rebel turns to run, but out walks Tessa Blanchard to block her exit. Rebel puts her hands up and backs up and trying to get out of the situation. However, she backs right into Katie, who picks her up and puts uh, a power bombs her right through the announce table as Tessa and her both pull out their asses and crop the Rebel's prone body as the crowd cheers and we go back to commercial. Back from break, uh, we see we're in the parking uh, backstage parking area. Suddenly we see Hangman Adam Page's lifted truck speed into the arena as he gets out and looks irate. The crowd chants cowboy shit as Hangman makes a beeline for Gorilla. But out of nowhere, Walter blindsides Hangman and throws him into the production into the side of the production truck. He throws Hang- Hangman into objects all over backstage, all over the backstage area as the crowd goes silent, and you can hear the hardcore Marks yelling "Fuck you, Walter!" from inside the uh, the arena as Hangman tries to fight Walter, but Walter shuts him down. Walter drags Hangman's limp body onto the top of the production truck as Hangman coughs up blood and tries to crawl away as Walter stands there admiring his work with his hands behind his back. Hangman gets to his feet and tries his best for a buckshot lariat, but Walter catches him into a double-handed uh, choke slam. Walter picks up Hangman, throws him 20 feet off the top of the production truck as he goes crashing through wooden pallets to the floor below. The crowd gasps as the refs rush to Hangman and scream for help. Hangman lies there motionless as people in the crowd are near tears. Raw goes off the air as we see Hangman get loaded up Onto a stretcher as we see Walter still standing atop the truck with his arms behind his back and a smile on his face, staring down at the carnage he just caused as we slowly see a masked man walk up to him, look down at Hangman, pat Walter on the back, and say, well, well, well. All right. The better show. Okay. Live. Porn- oh, this is by my. This is the Gravy in the Boat Go Home Show, Corey. So. Okay. There we go. I'll give you the card after. All right. Live on Pornhub Premium Live, we are at the Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah. Dry County. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo and Sami Zayn on commentary after Dolph was burned with a crippler burning crossface. We open the show with Walter and his new masked manager in the ring. The gimmicks. The well, I mean, he was masked. We all had a mask, man. The masked man grabs a mic and says, "Is it hot in here, or is it just me?" Well, well, well. Salt Lake City, Utah. Amazing where people can live these days. It is I, the man your mother warned you about. The man that makes your panties moist and the only man that matters. Hotter than a heat wave and harder than Chinese algebra. The quintessential muff stuffer. I mean, oops. I mean stud muffin. Myself, Joel. I will al- I always leave them sore, yet they come back for more. Gertner. Joel pulls off his mask as the crowd chants, holy shit. He goes... Should have had me cut that for you. I know, but I tried my best. He goes on to say that Walter is the most... 
dominant specimen he's ever seen in his entire career, and he m- proved that last week when he destroyed Hangman and threw him off the top of the production truck and left him crying like a little bitch in pain. The crowd boos and throws concessions into the ring as Gertner says they're only making him wetter than Walter and him make their moms. Suddenly, we hear a faint siren in the distance as we people begin to look around. Up on the gravy boat Titantron, we see Hangman Adam Page driving his fire truck into the arena, <laughs> running over equipment and almost people as he speeds towards the entrance ramp. The gravy boat Titantron rises as we see the fire truck enter the arena. Walter shields Gertner and tries to get him out of the ring as Hangman drives all the way up to the ring, hitting it and causing it to move as the crowd goes absolutely apeshit. He gets out of the fire truck in a neck brace and hits a hangman chop before running and hitting a thunderous buckshot lariat on Walter, sending him and Gertner flying out of the ring. Hangman gets on the top rope holding the AGW title as he grabs a mic and screams that you fat pussies are in for the worst night of your lives because I just talked to our general manager, Abella Danger. And our match this Sunday at Gravy in the Boat is now last man standing. Walter and Gertner look irate as Walter points at the belt and, fa- and Hangman flips him off as we go to commercial. I really like Gertner and Walter together. I don't know why. I like that. We're back from break as we see Johnny Gargano coming out of manager Abella Danger's office, pulling the lap bar machine and his suitcase. (laughs) Backstage reporter Jack Victory catches up with Johnny and asks him where he's going. Johnny tells Jack that he's been sent home to take a week off for his mental health. He says he was, he needs to focus on his match this Sunday at Vengeance Night of Champions. I mean, Gravy in the Boat. God damn it. Victory asks Johnny what he's going to do with this with his week off. Johnny responds, eh, I'll probably just hang around the pool with Nancy and Daniel and the dogs. As he looks up at the lap bar machine and smiles, Jack blo- uh, slowly backs away from Johnny, looking very uncomfortable as Johnny sings ashes to ashes, they all fall down, as he pulls the lap bar machine down the hallway. Before he gets to the exit, he is cut off by Cesaro, who asks him if he could be his partner on Sunday. He says he's better than Latino Gable in every way and can help them lead them to victory. uh, Johnny looks up at Cesaro and says, what did you just say? Before Cesaro can even respond, Johnny pulls out a switchblade and stabs Cesaro multiple times in the stomach, (laughs) sending sending him to the ground in a uh, pool of blood. Johnny walks out with a smile on his face as he whistles whistles ashes to ashes as Cesaro heads (laughs) up. As, as he heads out of the arena and doctors attend to Cesaro. I love you, dude. You've now managed to combine Benoit and Brody. <laughs> Holy shit. That was the point. <laughs> uh, how many dark side of the rings can I get in one segment? Back to the uh, ring. We have your first match of the night, as it will be Katie Forbes and Tessa Blanchard versus The Rebellion. Peyton and Billy hit the ring as, as uh, again, Rebel joins commentary. Katie Forbes and Tessa come out together with car- uh, Katie carrying Tessa like Luchasaurus carries Jungle Boy. Rebel buries Katie and Tessa on commentary and calls them a disgrace to the wrestling business. She says that sh- they can't even lace her boost as she is a far superior worker than either of them. The bell rings and the match starts as Katie and, uh, with Katie and Royce. Katie ragdolls her around and sticks her face between her ass cheeks. She twerks Royce's head around the... Bouncing her uh, throughout the ring like a basketball. She, ta- uh, she tags Tessa in as Tessa knocks Kay off the apron, hits her finisher on Royce. She then tags in Katie as she climbs to the top rope and hits her Twerk City 630 driver onto Royce and gets the 1-2-3 to a huge crowd pop. Rebel gets a, a Mike Fat commentary and stands on the table and tells Katie she better stop twerking and get RVD's dick out of her ass and listen to her really closely because come Sunday she's going to stretch her asshole even further than RVD already has when she shoves her foot straight up her ass at Gravy in the Boat and walks out still 
AGW Women's Champion. And we go to back to commercial. <laughs> well, Jesus. This might be where it gets a little weird. What? We have Kevin Owens versus Oompa Loompa number 775. Oompa Loompa number 775 gets the jobber entrance as he's already in the ring as we come back from break. KO's music hits to an, a huge ovation. He and Erotic Matt Hardy make a beeline to the ring and start absolutely mutilating the Oompa Loompa. KO throws him into the ropes and hits a violent pop-up powerbomb on the Oompa, probably paralyzing him. The crowd chants one more time, one more time, as Erotic Matt Hardy scrapes the Oompa off the mat and throws his lifeless body to KO, who catches him into an elacious stunner, sending the Oompa over the ropes into the crowd. A camera cuts to the crowd as members of the crowd are curb stomping the lifeless Oompa and crowd surfing the li- his limp body. KO grabs a mic and calls out Willy Wonka. He screams that he wants his title, and if he doesn't get it, this... Uh, if he doesn't get out here in the next 10 seconds, he will make sure that uh, Wonka never walks again. Candy shot by 50 Cent hits, and uh, Willy Wonka comes out with the title on his shoulder on a unicycle. He gloats and says KO must be embarrassed after what he did to him last week. After Willy says that he can have the title back, but he's not going to just give it back. Oh, no, no, no. He will have to fight for the title back because he has a match this Sunday at Gravy in the Boat. But before Willie can get another word out, KO hops out of the ring and rushes uh, towards Willie. However, Willie hops the, the barricade with his unicycle and cycles through the crowd out of the arena as KO screams for him at the top of the ramp, and we go to commercial. And you're, this is fucking going to take forever. Your main event is a gauntlet match between the six members of the Gravy in the Boat ladder match. The winner of the match will gain a huge advantage this Sunday. The winner will be the only man allowed to use a ladder for the first 10 minutes of the match. So we kick off the gauntlet match with Apollo Crews and John Moxley. The two go back and forth for a while until Moxley runs over Apollo's foot with his Segway, allowing him to get the upper hand. Apollo goes for his finisher, but his foot is given out, and Moxley uh, counters into a paradigm shift for the three, eliminating Crews. Big E Normus is out next with Mickey James as she is on a leash in her fishnets as E smacks her ass when she crawls. She gives his tripod a kiss as he gets in the ring and takes Moxley's head off with a clothesline. He hits Mox with multiple power moves and he taunts, uh, taunts Mox and Mickey barks in approval. Mox gives an e, uh, e to a thumb to the eye, getting the upper hand. Moxley goes to the top rope for a crossbody, but E catches him, rolls through, and hits a big ending for the 1-2-3, eliminating Moxley. E stands there, taunts the crowd, saying he can't hear them as they boo, the, boo him thunderously. Mickey crawls in the ring and it's a big... <clears throat> as they begin to make out, and E flips the crowd off. But next out is Sam Hua Joe as he enters the ring. Big E barely gets Mickey out of the ring before S- Samoa Joe hits him from behind. Joe stomps E in the corner all the, uh, all the way until the ref counts to five, causing a disqualification. Joe continues just to beat the shit out of E. He puts him in a coquina clutch as E squirms around trying to get away. Mickey slides in the ring with a kendo stick and hits Joe repeatedly over and over in the forehead until he lets go. Joe throws E off. Uh, as E gasps for air and Mickey e takes off up the ramp. Joe, enraged, chases Mixie, M- Mickey up the ramp into the back as we hear Dominic Dijakovic music hits and he comes to the ring. Big E is leaning on the ropes, hardly standing up as Dijakovic gets in the ring and hits him with a big boot. He Irish whips him into the corner and hits splashes from corner to corner. Big E is motionless as D- Dijakovic dra- drags him to the corner and climbs to the top rope. He goes for a swanton bomb on E, but somehow... Uh, God damn it. I knew that was going to happen. In the worst possible spot, too. Uh, Big E is motionless as Dijakovic, 
drags him to the corner, climbs the top rope. He goes for the swanton bomb, but he ro somehow rolls out of the way with the last of his strength as uh, Dijakovic goes crashing to the mat. He summons all his strength and stacks up Dijakovic for the roll-up and gets his feet on the ropes without the ref seeing as he steals another one, two, three. He collapses, unable to celebrate because he's so tired as Dijakovic loses it on the ref. The ref gets him out of the ring as we hear bro and your final entrant, Matt Riddle, hits the ring. He's still motionless as he as the bro walks to the ring with a confident swag as the crowd rains down chants of bro. He gets in the ring as the ref uh, checks on E to make sure he can continue. E staggers to his feet and holds himself up in the corner as the ref gives Riddle the go-ahead. He kicks off his slides and hits a running knee on E in the corner, sending him flat on his face. The crowd rises to his feet with chants of bro as Riddle tries to hoist Biggie's dead weight up for a bro Derek. Suddenly we see Mickey, Je Mickey James run back from uh, the back and jump on the apron, distracting the ref and Riddle. Riddle walks over to confront Mickey. The camera pans out as, uh, as we see two people jumping the barricade and, uh, and get uh, up on the apron as one goes under the ring. The camera zooms in as we see Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. The crowd gasps as the ref is still distracted and we see Ford uh, slide a chair into the ring as Big E falls back down and puts it on him and lays prone. Riddle turns around and sees the chair and goes to grab it as Mickey turns the ref around in time to see uh, Riddle holding the chair. The ref looks at Riddle and calls for the bell as disqualification, thinking that Big E was hit with the chair. The crowd boos as Riddle pleads with the ref as he is attacked from behind by Ford and Dawkins. They beat down Riddle and hit him with the chair. They help E to his feet, uh, who screams for them to pick Riddle up again. The, the two pick up Riddle and put them on E's shoulder for another big ending. The crowd booed as, as Ford goes to the top rope and hits a huge frog splash on Riddle. Uh, oh, they shake the ropes and taunt the crowd as the crowd boos, flips them off, and throws drinks and uh, concessions into the ring. Suddenly, we see Mickey James now with Bianca Belair get in the ring as Big E grabs a mic. He says the one thing that this company was lacking was a dominant faction. And if there was one man who can lead a faction and dominate this company for years to come, it's me, Big Enormous. He tells the audience to take a good look and soak it all in because this group will be the future of AGW and there's not a, a soul who can stand in their way. He ends the promo with, Welcome to the Nation of Penetration. He throws down the mic as the group raises their hands in the air in unison as the crowd boos and Raw goes off the air. And thus, the nation of the penetration nation. has been born. The nation oh, of penetration. Well, well, well. Gravy in the boat. Two weeks I from now. Do. It's a card. Oh, yeah. I got that for you. The card for Gravy in the Boat is like a takeover. We have uh, an AGW TV title match of KO versus Willy Wonka. We have an AGW Tag Team title match, Johnny versus the Grizzled Young Vets in a two-on-one handicap match. AGW Women's title, Rebel Kel versus Katie Forbes. Your Gravy in the Boat ladder match with Big E, Dijakovic, Joe, Moxley, a Cruz, and Riddle. And then Hangman versus Walter for in a last man standing match. It is pay-per-view time. <laughs> gravy in the Boat. You'll never see it coming. Live on Pornhub Premium Live, forty nine sixty nine for my blue collar folk. Co uh, Corey, we yeah. are at the Moda Center. Yeah. In Portland, Oregon. What the hell are you doing on my turf? Seventeen I mean thousand nine hundred and sixty nine on hand. Have, 
All Gravy Wrestling is a proud uh, partner, proud partner, partner of PDX Wrestling. Hey, hey, hey! I mean, after last week, I don't know what we are. We're above, a fucking mistress. We're a mistress. Wrestling is also a proud partner of PDX Wrestling. What the hell, you whore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dirty, dirty whore. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> that sounded right. wrong. <clears throat> that sounded horrible. <laughs> yes, you are. Heavily bandaged Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and guest Bob Saget on commentary. Ah, uh, yes! <laughs> Put this man in America. We cut backstage where we see Chief Gravy Janitor of AGW, Mr. Dawig, screaming, Where's Johnny? His mask is next. Suddenly, backstage interviewer Jack Victory taps Mr. <laughs> Dawig on the shoulder and shows him his phone. He tells Mr. Dawig that he got a text from Johnny this morning at 7 a.m. saying, I went there. I put the dogs on the side of the house. I had to do it. I'm sorry. Mr. Dawig orders Jack to send the police to the Benoit State in Georgia right now as we cut to an immediate commercial. You mean the Gargano State? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> We're back from commercial, and we have your first match for the AGW Tag Team titles as the grizzled young vets make their way to the ring. Drake and Gibson get on the mic and call for a ref to come down and count Johnny out since he decided to take the easy way out like Latino Gable. A ref comes down to the ring and begins counting. Uh, the grizzled young vets taunt the crowd and fake and fake cry as the crowd boos and the ref continues to count. But as the ref gets to eight, suddenly heavy machinery's music hits and out comes Tucky and Otis to a huge pop. Tucky says they were just pulled aside, uh, pulled to the side by Mr. Dawig backstage, and due to the unforeseen circumstances revolving Johnny Gargano, the grizzled young vets will now be defending their titles against them. The grizzled young uh, vets, the grizzled young vets, flip out on the ref, uh, get in his face, saying this isn't fair. The ref says tough shit and calls for the bell as Otis steamrolls Drake. He hits big splashes in the corner and hyped and hyped up, uh, hypes up the crowd, hitting a caterpillar. He tags in Tucky and they go for the compactor, but Drake uh, rakes both of their eyes, allowing him to crawl to the corner and tag in Gibson. Gibson comes in and gets some good shots in uh, on Tucky, but Tucky counters with a spinebuster. Tucky goes to the top rope for a shooting star press uh, on Gibson, leaving both men uh, down in the middle of the ring. Tucky gets up and goes to the corner uh, looking for another shooting star press, but Otis tags himself in on Tucky's foot. Tucky looks down at Otis, kind of perplexed, as Otis shouts up for the compactor and t signals Tucky to come in. Tucky climbs down as the two hoist Gibson up and hit the compactor for the 1-2-3 for your winners and new AGW Tag Team Champions Heavy Machinery. Okay. The crowd pops and celebrates as Otis and Tucky hold up the titles and hug. Otis grabs a mic and says, Oh yeah, we did it, Tucky. Ten years of hamming and slamming, and we finally got the gold, baby. <laughs> the crowd cheers as he passes the mic to Tucky. Tucky says he can't believe it. Thousands of miles traveled, city after city after city, night after night, for years straight for this moment, and it feels so good. But you know what's going to feel even better than winning these titles, Otis? This. As he blasts Otis with the title in the head, sending him flat on his back. The crowd boos in shock as Tucky stands over Otis and smiles. He rolls out of the ring and gets a ch uh, chair and starts laying stiff shots after stiff shot into Otis' back as he rides around the ring in pain. The chair is nearly bent in half as Tucky keeps going. The crowd rains down boos as Tucky stops his assault, holds the chair up, and smiles again. He walks over, grabs his newly won tag team title belt, looks at it, and throws it on Otis's limp body as he walks to the back disgusted. Next up, we have your AGW women's title match of Katie Forbes versus Rebel Kelm. Katie's out. this one. <laughs> oh, you'll hear about it. Katie's out first with her with Tessa in her corner to a big crowd pop. 
Parentessa get in the ring and twerk as the crowd throws them roses and ribbons into the ring. <laughs> Next out is the ACDC queen herself, Rebel Kel, with her rebellion behind her. Uh, Bob Saget gets a sh direct shot of Rebel's ass and says he tapped that faster than an Olsen twin and faster than Rebecca paid for her kids to get into USC. <laughs> Rebel and Katie give each other uh, an epic stare, stare down before the bell rings. The bell rings and the two, and the two titans go at it. Rebel uses a lot of holds and hip tosses to control the match. However, Katie reverses one of the hip tops into an arm drag and gives Rebel a, com uh, a couple clotheslines as the crowd cheers Katie's comeback. She hits a violent spinebuster on Rebel, flattening her to the mat as she climbs to the top rope and hits her 630 twerk driver on Rebel. She crawls to the cover, uh, but the ref is distracted when the, Rebel when the Rebellions start attacking Tessa with chair shots on the outside. Katie pin is pinning Rebel as the crowd counts way past 10, but there's no ref to make the count. Katie hits the ropes uh, and, and does a tope to the outside, crashing through all three women. She slides back in the ring, but Rebel meets her with a thunderous highway to hell, hooks the leg for the three for your winner, and still the greatest women's wrestler alive and your AGW women's champion, Rebel Kell. And here we get interesting. TV title match of Kevin Owens versus Willy Wonka. KO comes to the ring first, wastes no time. He grabs a mic and gets in the ring screaming for Willie to come out. He says he's waited months for this moment and he will uh, come back there and get him if he has to. Candy shop hits and out on the unicycle comes Mr. Wonka. He tells Kevin that his little temper tantrum is cute and all, but he shouldn't have a, thrown a fit last week and let him finish what he was actually trying to say because tonight his title match isn't against him. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not legally contracted to AGW as a wrestler, therefore I cannot wrestle. And you know what they say, there would be no Willy Wonka without his Charlie Bucket. Because suddenly, music hits and out comes newly sex-chained, six-foot-two, 250-pound Charlie Bucket, formerly known as Charlotte Flair. KO's mouth drops to the canvas as Ziggler and Zayn admire the size and attributes of new Charlie. Wonka gets back on the mic and says, oh, and by the way, I just got word that this match is now no holds barred. Charlie runs down, to the, down the ramp and slides in the ring, hitting a giant big boot on KO. The bell rings and Charlie stomps KO in the corner. He tosses him around the ring with his huge power. Power moves as KO sells like he's being tortured. He hangs him in the corner and goes for a baseball slide, but KO sits up, sending Charlie sliding his new balls right into the ring post. KO gets the upper hand and goes for a pop-up powerbomb, but Charlie reverses it, it onto a hurricane run in the last in, at the last second. Oh god, here we go. He throws KO into the into the ropes and catches her, catches him into a violent fudge packer as the crowd loses its mind. Charlie goes for the cover, but KO kicks out at two and three quarters. KO staggers to his feet as Charlie lines up another fudge packer, but KO catches him into a stunner. KO falls into the cover for the one-two, but Charlie gets his foot on the bottom rope. KO sits in pure astonishment at what he has to do to put Charlie away. He gets to his feet and screams for Charlie to get up so he can hit another stunner. Charlie starts to pull himself up on the ropes as the crowd rises to its feet. Charlie turns around to meet his fate, but suddenly KO is caught with an RKO out of nowhere from behind. The crowd gasps as the Viper Randy Orton stands there staring down at Kevin. Ziggler screams what the hell is going on here as Charlie looks at Randy, frozen, not knowing what just happened or what exactly to do. Randy drops to his knees and slowly slithers out of the ring and slowly backs up the ramp as Charlie rolls KO over and gets the 1-2-3 for your winner and new... AGW TV champion, Charlie Bucket.
Willie rides his unicycle to the ring as him and Char- uh, him as Charlie celebrate as Willie pulls out his balls and waves them right in Kevin's face. <laughs> and we go to commercial. God damn it. Jesus now you see why I made him Willie Wonka? Yeah, pay- yeah, commercial, pay- yeah. yeah, well, we go to whatever, but hot page here, or whatever those things are. Uh, gr- uh, next is your gravy in the boat ladder match. The first five opponents of John Moxley, Matt Riddle, Sam Hua Joe, Dominic Dijakovic, and Apollo Crews make their way to the ring. Biggie is out last riding on a pancake wrapped tank, as him and Mickey are having violent bondage sex on the top of the tank. Biggie gets on the mic and says he's just going to finish getting his nut since he's the only one that can use a ladder for the first 10 minutes. So he goes back to fucking Mickey as the bell rings and everyone just shrugs and brawls. Bob Saget is calling both E and <laughs> E and Mickey and the match on a camera split screen as E's pounding Mickey's cheeks and, and the match is also going on in the background. We cut back to the match where Dominic Dijakovic is beating everyone with a chair. He wipes out all other four competitors as he stands there unsure what to do because he still can't use a ladder for the next eight and a half minutes. So he just pulls out his dick and just goes to each side of the ring like he's Hogan and tells everyone to feast their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd boos and, and chants baby carrot as Dijakovic shows uh, continues to show off. He then hits a, he's then hit b- with a low blow from behind by Matt Riddle to a huge crowd cheer. Riddle dumps Dijakovic outside and then looks over at E and Mickey. He points at E and yells out bro as he jumps over and heads towards them. E barely gets time to put away his huge salami stick back in his singlet at, before Riddle gets to him and hits him with a running knee off the tank. Riddle throws E into the ringside barricade and drags him back to this, uh, back into the ring. The, cr- the crowd counts down from 10 as the clock expires and now ladders are available for everybody. All six men grab a ladder and get in the ring as everyone puts uh, the double guns up because they don't know what to do. Um, where did I get? Oh. Um, Cruz gets in the middle of everyone and tries to play Peacemaker, but they all just throw ladders at him and he falls out of the ring. <laughs> Joe, Mox, Dijakovic, and Riddle form a temporary, temporary alliance as they all target Big E since he's only six nights removed from an hour-long grueling gauntlet match on Raw. They take turns hitting their finishers on E, and Riddle puts the exclamation point on E by giving him a bro Derek through the announce table. The remaining four celebrate briefly and then all realize the gravy boat is still hanging. The four scurry back into the ring and set up two ladders. Mox and Joe go up one, Riddle and Dijakovic go up the other. The four men brawl at the top of the ladder as the gravy boat swings back and forth between them. Riddle gets his fingertips on it before Dijakovic headbutts him, causing him to let go. Dijakovic pushes Joe and Moxie's ladder down, sending them tumbling to the floor and Joe getting caught on the ropes. Dijakovic reaches for the gravy boat before Riddle hits him with an elbow to the midsection. Riddle then hits a sunset powerbomb on uh, Dijakovic, sending him crashing to the mat. The crowd cheers as Riddle looks up and begins pulling himself up the ladder. Riddle has his fingertips on the on the boat as the crowd is going apeshit, but suddenly Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford slide in the ring and shove the ladder over, sending him crashing through a ladder on the outside. Dawkins slides out of the, r- out of the ring as Ford resets the ladder. Dawkins carries Big E into the ring, puts him on his shoulders as he climbs to the top of the ladder, and Big E grabs the gravy boat for your winner of the match, Big E. Mickey and Bianca come down to the ring for, uh, from the back as all five members of the Nation of Penetration pose proudly on the ladder. And we go to your main event. It's a long one. For your AGW world title, last man standing. Walter's down first with his advocate, Jill Gertner. Next out is Hangman Adam Page to a thunderous ovation, nearly blowing the roof off the Moda Center. 
he comes down to the ring with saliva singing his new theme theme music live as he drives his cowboy shit four-wheeler to the ring he gets in the ring and holds the belt above his head as a, a huge cr- chant cowboy shit chants uh rain down in the moda center as he stares at walter the announcer goes to uh, announce walter but gertner grabs the mic and goes well 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 it is I, Joel, I'm California dreaming, and I leave the girls screaming, cause I'm a pussy licking demon and have vanilla flavored semen, Gertner. Why don't you let Corey I know, I should have gave it to God him, but damn it. I, I know, I gotta do it next, because I feel like it's hard to read in this, you'd have to like scroll to figure out where it is. I'll put it like separate then, next time. Yeah, just make it separate. I'll space it out damn next time. You. And this man next to me is fighting out of Chop City. He's the former reigning, defending, undisputed AGW World Heavyweight Champion. And after tonight, he's going to be the new reigning, defending, undisputed AGW World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion, Walter! The crowd boos thunderously Hi, as the... Mr. Anna- Heyman. There he does Gertner. Yeah. Oh, but, well, it was like, I can't do Barack. I gotta do Walter. The crowd boos thunderously as the announce, uh, announcer announces the champion Hangman Adam Page and the crowd loses its ever-loving mind and begins to break out in sex and skull-crushing pandemonium. The bell rings and the two stare at each other at the center of the ring. Hangman eats a hellacious chop that shakes the arena and sends fans looking away. He chops Walter back, but Walter laughs and throws him into the corner. Walter chops him again, shedding, setting shivers down the arena's spine. Hangman is in agony as two bright purple handprints begin to form on Hangman's chest. Walter pushes Hangman be- on the ropes and hits another grotesque chop, sending shrieking, sending people shrieking, and Saget saying on commentary that this hurts, wor- uh, this hurts to watch more than a poorly written, non-factual Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang promo on some shithole wrestling promo- promotion that can barely f- fill an arena without handing out free tickets, and that's owned by some mom's basement living troll whose only idea of creative booking is, tro- is trolling some sports franchises and competing companies because he's not created to think of anything else that will pop a crowd except for heat. Dolph says, I couldn't agree with you more, Bob, as, the wa- as we watch the ref begin uh, the count on Hangman. Hangman gets to his feet at six, uh, much to the delight of Walter, who's ready to inflict more pain. Walter exposes the top turnbuckle and goes for an Irish whip on Hangman, but he avoids it and slides under the rope to the outside. Walter Walter meets Hangman on the outside, and the two exchange right hands. Walter gets uh, the upper hand back and throws Hangman into the barricade. He hits him in in the back with a few chair shots and tells the ref to count. The ref counts, and the crowd cheers for Hangman to get up. Hangman uses the ring skirt and pulls himself up and barely beats the count at nine and rolls back into the ring. He goes to the corner to watch his br- uh, to catch his breath, but Walter's right back on him and sets him up for another chop. He goes for it, but Hangman ducks and Walter hits his uh, hand right on the steel turnbuckle that he exposed earlier. Walter falls to his knees in pain as he clutches his hand. Hangman sees his opportunity and hits a buckshot lariat on Walter, and the ref starts the count. The ref gets to five and Walter nips up and stands there staring at Hangman with his arms behind his back and a smug look on his face. Hangman looks completely floored as he can't believe how little effect that just did on Walter. He jumps down and grabs a table out from under the ring and goes to set it up, but he's hit from behind by Walter. Walter and Hangman brawl around ringside, but Hangman hits a drop toe hold on Walter, sending him face face first into the steps and opening him up. Hangman slides back in the ring and waits on the top, at the top rope for Walter to get to his feet. Walter staggers up and Hangman hits a thunderous buckshot lariat over the ropes outside to the over the apron to the outside, um, sending Walter down in a heap. The crowd explodes as the ref um, starts to count. The ref gets to six and seven and Walter still hasn't moved. 
He gets to eight and Walter begins to stir. He gets to nine and with one giant leap, Walter leaps from ringside to the barricade to hold him up as he's barely up and the ref says he made it to his feet. Hangman, shocked and enraged, runs uh, his hands through his hair thinking how the hell is he going to beat this man. He becomes almost enraged and grabs a chair and starts beating Walter down. He drags Walter, sets him up against the steps, puts the chair in front of his face and hits a hellacious running knee, sending his head bouncing off the steps. Hangman pulls uh, himself to his feet at five as the ref continues to count. Joel screams at Walter to get up, but to no response as the ref gets to 10 for your winner of the match and still AGW World Heavyweight Champion Hangman Adam Page. The crowd erupt and begin to kiss, suck, and fuck in the crowd at the five-star 40-minute slugfest they just endured. Hangman rolls into the ring as the ref uh, hands him the AGW World title and raises his hand and hoists it in the air as he hoists the title with the other hand. The crowd is on its feet as Hangman stands with the title, but again from out of nowhere, Hangman is hit with an RKO by Randy Orton. Orton stands there staring down at Hangman as he as a hush falls over the crowd and that is preceded by a chorus of boos. Randy looks around at the Randy looks around at the crowd as they are, as there are people with their hands over their faces or and some people flipping him off um, as the as the, he pans the arena with his eyes. Randy then reaches down grabs the AGW world title, looks at it, and poses with it in the air as Gravy in the boat goes off the air. Damn. All right. Monday Night Raw, week 10. We are back the night after Gravy in the boat. Live on Pornhub Premium Live. We're at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Odd. Yeah, just Honda Center. 14,469 on hand. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. We kick off the night with a video package that shows the carnage from Gravy in the Boat last night. Dolph says that we are now on the road to Cummerslam, and tonight will be uh, a night to remember. But before he can say anything else, the Rabid Wrestlers music hits, and out comes the one and only Johnny Gargano. The crowd pops with chants of holy shit as we thought Johnny Gargano had followed in the footsteps of Chris Benoit. He grabs a mic and apologizes for not being there last night and says it's good to be back to his old self. He says he was possessed by the lap bar machine and it took over his life. He says the loss of Latino Gable really put him over the edge and he felt like it was his destiny to follow in the footsteps of Chris. But when he got to the Benoit estate to hang himself, and put the lap bar machine back in its place in the gym, suddenly the curse of Benoit was broken and he immediately felt just like Johnny Gargano again. He said it was a euphoric feeling that was like the first time he entered some, tongue, some tight young stuff and he is grateful to be back. Plus, the real Johnny Gargano is always down to fight, so tonight I'm calling out everybody in the locker room for an open challenge. Johnny waits in the ring and is getting fired up, yelling at someone to come out. All of a sudden, out comes erotic Matt Hardy to Careless Whisper by George Michael. The crowd pops as he comes out and accepts Johnny's challenge, and we have our first match. Johnny and Matt lock up for some good chain wrestling to start, just as Johnny is used to. The crowd chants welcome back as Johnny hits a series of arm drags followed by a sling blade. He amps himself up on the ropes like he's Batista and goes for another sling blade, but Hardy catches him into a twist of fate for the three, pinning Johnny clean in the middle of the ring. Hardy celebrates his win as the, he stands on the second rope and gets an ovation from the crowd. Johnny is still sitting in the middle of the ring as he looks around perplexed and almost beside himself. 
Johnny snaps again and jumps to his feet and attacks Hardy from behind, stomping him in the corner and screaming at him. He drags Hardy to the, to the center of the ring and slaps on the Gargano escape, trying to rip Hardy's head off. He finally lets go as he slides out of the ring and goes to the top rope and hits a hellacious flying headbutt. He looks around like, what, was, what, he has, what has he just done? And immediately heads to the back. Hardy slowly crawls to the corner as he grabs a mic and tells Johnny, It seems like you have a lot of inner demons still inside you, John. But I know one way to get rid of those demons. So in three weeks, at Cummerslam, it will be you versus me in a gravy baptism match. The first man to get baptized in a pool of human gravy loses. See you soon in three weeks. Oh, and also, tell Nancy I said hi, you fucking piece of shit. And we go to commercial. <laughs> I told you, I'd book it for you, Corey. Next Full up. Exposure, I came up with this. <laughs> yeah, you texted me this the other day. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Next up, AGW world champion Hangman Adam Page makes his way to the ring to cut a promo to a deafening crowd reaction. He gets in the ring and says tonight should be more special than it is. He says what he did last night taking down Walter was one of the biggest moments of his career, and in just 10 seconds, what should have been the biggest moment of his career was tainted and ruined by a 40-year-old selfish prick who should just go back to fucking his wife as a full-time job and leave wrestling to the people who actually give a shit nowadays. Then Kevin Owens' music hits and out comes the prize fighter. He gets in the ring and tells Hangman that he knows exactly how he feels. He says his months of work looking and fighting to find El Jefe were all shit on when Randy interfered in his match last night and not only cost him his TV title, but cost him the chance to finally put his big Canadian balls right where they belong. He says with all due respect to Hangman, he barely squeaked out a win last night, and so if anybody should get their hands on Randy first, it should be him. But suddenly, we hear voices in our head as Randy Orton's music hits and out comes the Viper to a mixed reaction. He gets on the mic and says it's so cute that he can make an impact in this company in one night and not even have to say a word. He says, I wanted to come to AGW for a long time, and I finally feel like I'm in the best wrestling promotion in the world. He says, when I got to AAW, I thought it would just be an easy ride and that I could just collect a check and move on and with my life and retire. But I still can't seem to ignore that fire deep inside of me that knows day in and day out for the, almost the last 20 years, I've been one of the best, if not the best, on this mic, in the ring, and everywhere else in between in this business. But then what kind of appreciation do I get from AAW for being as great as I am? I basically get jobbed out in the main event of our first pay-per-view to that talentless fat fuck, Keith Lee, who, who knows, who, oh, who's about as good as closing the show as Craig Kimbrell is at closing a game. You want to know why that is? Because AAW can only live up to their name and never deliver anything actually great, but just barely above average. So I knew it was my time to demand a trade. I'm a 13-time world champion, and you're going to have me on some bootleg half-assed wrestling show called The B Show that you can only see at YouTube at 3 a.m. Pacific? No, no, no. Randy Orton is far surpassed above average. I should be the whole fucking show because I'm still one of the best in the world at what I do. And last night, I made my statement, and now I'm ready to prove it. And also, I'm not the Cubs. I know what it actually takes to win. And, it da and it's damn sure not going to take me 108 years to win another title. So when I came to AGW, I knew I had to make that statement. And what better statement to make than lay out the top two draft picks for the new AGW company that I work for. And if, that's your little, and if that hurts your little cowboy feelings, Hangman, then, what's, then why don't you go do something about it instead of sending, or standing there complaining like a little bitch. But suddenly, we hear... 
Corey, I'm going to need you to read that next spaced out paragraph, please. Well, well, well. Despite what this douche has been feeding all of you ignorant people, it is I, every female's top tourist destination, and the man whose crotch is truly the happiest place on earth, the man who makes Minnie Mouse's panties wet, and the man who just last night helped Daisy Duck fulfill her dreams as she took one for the team, and I made her squeal and scream as I filled her full of cream. It is I, the bacon in her eggs, the man for whom she begs, and the face between her legs, the quintessential and original stud muffin, and good lord have mercy, a goddamn handsome man, Joel. I shoot out a full condom filler, and it tastes just like vanilla, Gertner. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> out comes Joel Gertner with Walter as Walter stares at Orton face to face. To face. Joel goes on to say that uh, last night was a, was a fluke and Walter wasn't prepared for a last man standing match. Orton tells Gertner uh, 1970 called and they want their chest hair back and told him to, uh, to let the grown-ups talk. Suddenly, tonight's general manager, Diamond Jackson, comes out and says she loves the energy between everybody. So since everyone seems like they want to fight and everyone seems like they deserve a world title match, then tonight's main event will be a triple threat match of Walter versus Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens with the winner facing Hangman Adam Page for the AGW world title at Cummerslam. Hangman holds up the title in the air and says good luck as he drops the mic and we go to break. Next up, for your number one contenders match for the AGW tag team titles, the Nation of Penetration, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins versus the Grizzled Young Vets. We look back at a video package last night that shows Tuck Tucky's vicious attack on Otis last night as... Ziggler says, do we even have champions at this point? Well, we're going to find out next week when we hear Otis speak. The Grizzled Young Vets are now out to a chorus of boos. Out next is the Nation of Penetration, led by Big E and Mickey James. E hypes up Ford and Dawkins as he pulls out Mickey's breasts and begins sucking them and telling them this would happen when you become a champion. He sends them to the ring as he and Mickey go to the back and Bianca joins them ringside. The match begins with Ford and Gibson as they show off some chain wrestling and do a lot of holds and abdominal stretches. Uh, Ford gains control and tags in Dawkins who, as he hits Gibson with some 360 splashes in the corner. Uh, Gibson moves out of the way of the last splash, giving him the opportunity to tag back in Drake. Drake comes in on a hot tag and hits a few big clotheslines on Dawkins. He hits him uh, with a back body drop and goes to tag Gibson back in, uh, but he's pulled off the apron by Bianca. While Drake is distracted, Dawkins takes the uh, tag to Ford, who climbs to the top rope and waits. Drake turns around, where he's almost beheaded by a huge clothesline from Dawkins, turning him inside out. Uh, Ford then hits a huge frog splash off the top onto Drake for the 1-2-3. Your winners and number one contenders for the AGW World Tag Team titles, the Nation of Penetration. Big E and Mickey come out to celebrate as Ford and E bend Bianca and Mickey through the ropes and begin to pound their cheeks in celebration as Dawkins slides down in the corner and jerks off out by his lonesome. And we go to commercial. Man, we gotta get Dawkins a woman. Now, this one I just put in for fun. It wasn't gonna be on the show, but I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Dominic Dijakovic versus the returning 
Velveteen Dream. Oh my god. God damn it. Dream is out first to hellacious booze and chance of kill yourself. <laughs> Ziggler and Zane are surprised to see Dream and say he's probably been out at a Chuck E. Cheese showing his abs to kids in the ball pit asking if they want to see his third eye. Dijakovic comes out to a pop and chants, please kill him, please kill him, rain down. The bell rings, but Dijakovic grabs a mic and says, who in the fuck do you think you are coming out here? Did you uh, get shut down by too many 15-year-olds on Instagram and now you think you can come back and act like everything's okay? Since you love showing your dick off to little girls, how about you feast your eyes on a real man's dick? As he pulls out his sea anchor and hits Dream right over the head with a huge boot. <laughs> the crowd cheers as Dijakovic unmercifully begins beating Dream over the head and back with his huge shaft. The crowd chants each, uh, each strike Dream uh, takes one after the other after the other until Dijakovic finally stops at 50. As Dream lies there motionless, Dijakovic goes to every corner like Hogan again and tells them to feast their eyes on his bloody dick as fans cheer to the point of seizures and one person front row vomits due to joy. Dijakovic rolls out of the ring and gets the steel steps and throws them in the ring. He then repeatedly bashes Dream's skull in, uh, in with a concerto on the... Um, on the steel steps until the entire crowd is in absolute pandemonium. The aerial cam scans the crowd as large riots and brawls are breaking out as we see people voluntarily jumping from the 300 level to the floor onto a sea of fans to get into these brawls. Finally, after Dream's skull is turned into salsa, Dijakovic puts his foot on Dream's chest and the ref counts one, two, three for your winner, Dominic Dijakovic. Fans cheer as they try to jump the barricade to continue the, continue the already done killing of Dream but they are held back by security as Dolph rushes us to break. <laughs> oh, fuck I mean, he deserves it. <laughs> and your main event for uh, your triple threat match of Randy Orton versus KO versus Walter. All three men make their way to the ring as Gertner is back out with Walter. The bell rings and the match begins as with Randy rolling out of the ring and letting KO and Walter start as he watches from ringside because he already worked tonight. <laughs> Uh, K.O. and Walter lock up, but Walter quickly gets uh, gets him in the corner and hits him with a huge chop. Randy grabs his chest from ringside as he winces for Owens. Uh, Walter pushes him back into the corner and goes for another chop that connects, sending Owens to his knees. Randy sees his chance and slides into the ring and hits his over-the-back backbreaker on Walter. He gets Owens up and throws him through the uh, through the ropes and pulls him back in for his vintage DDT. However, Orton or excuse me, Owens counters and suplexes Randy over the top rope and onto the floor. Uh, KO rolls out of the ring, but he's caught by Walter, who throws him into the barricade. Walter turns his attention back to Randy, but Randy hits Walter with an RKO out of nowhere on the floor. Randy goes back over to Kevin, but KO meets him with a chair. He hits Orton over the head, busting him open as he goes over to Walter and starts hitting him with the chair. He goes and uh, clears the announce table and throws Walter on it. He goes and picks up Randy and puts him on top of Walter. The crowd rises to its feet as Kevin goes to the top rope for a frog splash on both men. However, Randy rolls out of the out of the way, sending KO crashing through Walter and the announce table. Randy runs over and grabs KO and rolls him into the ring. Uh, Randy goes for an RKO, but KO counters and pushes Randy into the ropes and catches him into a hellacious pop-up powerbomb. KO falls into the cover for the 1-2, but he's yanked out of the ring by Joel Gertner before the 3. Gertner stands there with his hands up in the air and backs away saying he's sorry as K.O. looks enraged. K.O. chases Gertner around the ringside until Gertner rolls into the ring and K.O. follows. 
But as soon as KO gets uh, up to chase Gertner, he's soon caught with an RKO out of nowhere. Randy hooks the leg then and gets the one, two, three. The crowd cheers Randy's win as he is in now, he's now the number one contender for the AGW world title and will face Hangman Adam Page at Cummerslam. The ref raises his hand in the air as suddenly the crowd pops as Hangman Adam Page comes running down, slides into the ring, and tackles Orton. The two begin to brawl all over the ring as they trade left, lefts, rights, knees, and elbows on the ground. The entire AGW locker room and refs come sprinting down to the ring as they try to separate these two. Raw goes off the air as Hangman and Orton are fighting over security and wrestlers trying to get to one another. God damn, I love that episode. God damn. Wow. Uh, if they ever have a season two of Tales from the Territories, it'll have to be on YouPorn. That was ridiculous. He's truly fucked up. He needs help. But I hope you liked it. I need to go take a cold shower. Good night.